Yeah. yeah. Yes, we are live. What is up, everybody? How we doing? Spencer Israel, Aaron Bree here with Benzing Alive. And all I can say is, wow, uh, we have a lot going on. We are in a fast market today, like a really fast market, like all kinds of whipsaw reversals, um, a lot of macro things happening. I know Jerome Powell is speaking right now. He was the story yesterday. I think the story today is more about developments as it pertains to oil um, and the world's ability or inability to wean itself off of Russian oil. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about earnings. We're going to talk about charts that look like crap. We're going to talk biotech uh, with Vivi, the bio queen, at 12 uh, 30. We're going to talk to the CEO of Car Parts. That'll be fun. We're ta we'll talk inflation for Car Parts. At th that'll be at what? 12? 12. 12. That'll be at 12. See? I knew Noon. that. That'll be at Nooner. That'll be David Menian, CEO of Car Parts. We're going to talk uh, to uh, Hot talk about some energy today. We, we can talk energy. We're going to talk to Hot Stocks Luke, Vivi the Bio Queen, and then Jay Woods, Chief Market Strategist at, Jive, at Drive Wealth. He's also a Executive Floor Governor of the New York Stock Exchange. He'll, he'll join us live from, from the floor or from the balcony of the floor, technically. That'll be at 1 o'clock today. So a lot to get to. Smash that like and let's roll our intro. This is Benzinga Live. This is Benzinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show. Talk to my POs. Jake Ujasic from Trend Spider. We have a. Okay, so before we go any further, I've been asked by my colleague and good friend Enver to do him a, a quick solid and mention the fact that we are doing a crypto giveaway right now, right now on our Facebook page. We are giving away $500 worth of Shiba Inu and Dogecoin. I'm going to put the link in the chat right now. There it is. There is the link to our Facebook page. Check it out. We're giving away uh, $100 worth of sheep or doge to five random followers all you have to do is like the page and then comment or share the post uh check it out you want some free sheep you want some free doge get it got it good can we enter i shouldn't have asked if we i guess we're probably just i don't qualified. know I, w I wouldn't feel good about winning if i if i won that i would feel like enver was pulling some strings for me i don't know if he would really do that but i would like to think that he would for me um, so I'm going to refrain from, uh, from entering. So go out there, go to Benzinga's Facebook page, enter the giveaway, um, and shout out Enver who's been running that page. Great work there. Yeah. Enver like single-handedly rescued our Facebook page from like the brink of death. Yeah. I mean, uh, so thank you Enver for that. Um, all right, cool. Let's, you want to start with energy here? Let's start with energy. Right. I feel like oil? Out of, in terms of... Oh, I don't, let's get Bob off the screen. No, <laughs> in, we'll, we'll get to Bob in a second, I in, promise. In terms not, of the economy, um, energy and oil has been the biggest story so far oh, yeah. um, through this fallout. I mean, you can pull up any chart you want, whether you're looking at oil, whether you're looking at Chevron, pull up a BTU's chart. BTU's Peabody Energy yeah. is the biggest uh, coal provider in the U.S. The stock is up more than 40% in the last week. Oh and you can gosh. see that chart. I mean, this is a... Zoom a, way out here. Zoom Look at way this. out. Yeah, I mean, it's Look breaking at move. out. Uh, shout out St. Louis. This is a St. Louis company, by the way. Um, 
anyway we got a headline uh spencer and if you want to go into the advanced news feed real quick um and search germany maybe we got a headline earlier today about search for the word germany yeah from the germany like energy chancellor saying they weren't going to impose essentially they weren't going to stop importing russian oil uh yeah okay so i think i would have to search for german maybe i don't know maybe german uh da, 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 was it was it yesterday mm. oh yeah it was no it was it was oh the release oh them and everyone else are releasing their oil reserves uh, that's cool yeah um no the headline you're referring to was i don't actually see it in here but uh they are basically unwilling or unable probably unable is, is what it is to wean themselves off of russian oil at this time right and and and, that, and it's not specific to Germany. As the sanctions rolled out against Russia, even the U.S. ones stipulated in them that this would not prohibit uh, the United States from continuing to import Russian oil. I don't know if you saw, like I literally saw five minutes ago, a headline that Pelosi says that we should get ourselves off of Russian oil. Well, yeah, no shit, Pelosi. Right. You should get off oil in general, but jeez, Louise! Um, here was here was the uh, uh, yeah, the, the direct quote from the German economic minister. Go for it. Uh, I wouldn't support an embargo on imports of fossil fuels from Russia. I would even speak out against it. This would threaten the social peace in the republic. Um, but it's it's kind of a tale of, of what is it? A tale of two cities, two two city, two countries. I don't know. In Europe, Germany is more reliant on Russia than other countries, or at least not Russia, just importing oil in general. Um, for example, last year, Germany produced 12% of its energy from nuclear power plants within Germany. France, wow. by comparison, uh, generated more than 75% wow. of the country's energy from nuclear. And this comes after the 2011 uh, Fukushima nuclear disaster. Germany announced a plan to wean off of nuclear in its entirety uh, France went a different direction and is and actually invested more into nuclear. Yeah. And as a result, France is one of the biggest or the biggest exporter of electricity in the world. They make a bunch of money off their nuclear. France recently announced that they're building 14 new nuclear plants. And so France is actually in a very good position compared to other European countries in terms of energy. I don't know if, if all this going on will make Germany reconsider its uh, its plan to kind of get rid of nuclear Altogether, I know here in the U.S. there are talks of um, people, like some politicians, are saying, "Hey, maybe this is the time we, we reconsider nuclear." Um, so it, it, it's interesting to see Germany be stuck in this position because what Germany has done is they've divested from their from their fossil fuels um, and they've invested a lot in wind and solar. The problem is wind and solar are still very far away. The from infrastructure being, is not quite there yet, right? Right. The only way to get off fossil fuels right now would be nuclear energy, which a lot of people, including here in the U.S. and in Germany, are unwilling to do. So as of right now, we are still very much reliant on importing oil, whether that comes from Russia, comes from um, countries in the Middle East, whoever it comes from, we're relying on it. I understand the people like we had mark chaykin on pre-market prep today and i didn't like a lot of, uh, i usually like mark and i agree with mark but i didn't like a lot of what he said this morning personally but what was he saying i didn't get a chance he to said in. a lot of what you just said which is like green energy is obviously good but for for today for right now we have no choice but to almost double down on oil 
We need it. Yeah. Right? We need it now. And if, I, I understand that. If, right? if, if, if it were me, if I were in charge, what I would do is I would, I would allocate some more resources toward fossil fuels in the short term and say, okay, well, let's make sure we're producing enough uh, you know, coal, oil, gas, whatever it is, um, but then also reconsider nuclear. Because, I mean, I, I've just been, as I've been looking into this, more about how different countries around the world kind of uh, either import or produce their energy, what France is doing with nuclear is very impressive. And knock on wood, they haven't had any huge problems with it. So um, if, if that continues, I would consider more people, um, I would consider, or I would, I would, think that more people would consider nuclear yeah i mean and, and and with that said also uh lng like liquefied natural gas is kind of i think going to emerge as the stepping stone between um getting on clean energy in terms of uh solar wind hydrogen whatever it is i mean all the ev charging charging stations charging plants are powered by lng liquefied na natural yeah, gas yeah. it's kind of a stepping i don't think it's as dirty per se as like extracting crude oil or whatever it is um yeah jay rice in the chat saying nuclear is still the the cleanest fuel it, it's it's a big risk reward it's a huge reward by investing in nuclear if all goes well yeah it's a it, huge risk it, it, if something if something happens of course it doesn't make me feel great like the headline this morning was that you know there are talks of a potential deal with iran for getting in on some of their right. on, yeah, I meant on, to some, mention on that. some of that action. And like as much as I love the idea of America getting itself off of Russian oil, which like, come on, who doesn't want that right now? I feel like if you if you want that, you're alone in that take. So as much as I love the idea of that, I don't love the idea of going from Russia to Iran. You know, you know what I mean? We're not exactly friends with them either. Well, I think the, so. the, the goal should be not being reliant on anyone. On, on anyone. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. And, and right now, our best option for that would be nuclear. That'd be the only way, uh, unless we wanted to just start drilling the hell out of everything. And that, that's the thing with, like, imp importing oil. I, I, I think that's smart. Like, I would rather import it than decimate your own land for it. So, so let's talk actual, like, short term here, Aaron. Like, so... Oil been on a huge, this is the USO, which, you know, you can use the futures, you can use USO, you can use ExxonMobil, whatever you want, uh, BTU or for coal, whatever proxy you want. Been on a huge run. Do you, do you buy it now? And I, I, I'm going to say this. I would, cons I, I, I could buy some oil. I could buy some USO here, right? Uh, I normally wouldn't want to chase this, right? How can you, you, you look at this and say, oh, it's too late. I missed it. I missed it. Well, not necessarily. If we don't have clarity, if we don't get clarity on the situation, um, there's no reason this that this run can keep going. Um, the the oil made a big move this morning. You, you, you guys see that? I guess it's not as pronounced in the USO as it is in the futures, but like a big move there when that Iran headline dropped in the pre market. Um, we've we've obviously bounced off that now. I I could maybe buy some USO here. Aaron, should, should we buy some USO or buy some oil, whatever you want, and you know throw out a stop of yesterday's low? No, no, no. Is anyone with me here? Is anybody with me here? Anyone in the chat with me? Buying, buying USO. Look, 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 okay, okay. Here's here's why I say no, and I agree that 
there the, the the trends there there's nothing there's nothing to say that this isn't going to keep rising but yeah that's look, look look at what happened off that iran headline all we and that didn't even like that hasn't even been um uh, not substantiated. i mean it's a real headline but it's just it's it, okay it, I, it hasn't come to fruition yet all, all we fine. need is like one big okay, headline right. from from say saudi saying oh we're going to reconsider right. the opec plus uh and we are going to produce more all you need is one thing and the top right. from, top from oil is in fine i i, I hear your critic i hear brian's criticism of you uso as a bad instrument fine forget uso I moved on to I moved on to XLE. Happy? I think buying drip here. The, would, the charts look identical. I think buying drip here would be more interesting. Drip is at three dollars. No. If oil price, cr- Aaron, I don't know about that. Well, I, I'm. Yeah. I mean, for my own sake, I want to think that oil prices have peaked. Gas prices are going to get cheaper, so I, I don't know why I would bet on um, oil prices continuing to rise. Like I said, that'd be why. What would hold me out of buying USO is just one. Had, we're one headline away, one deal being made away from the oil price crashing 20%. Yes, we are one headline away, and that's why you have a stop. <laughs> okay. Okay, fine. What, what is the preferred instrument here? What is the preferred? Okay, okay, forget USO. <laughs> no, I don't. The problem with that, the problem is I, I, could, po- I could poke a hole in, in, in any instrument, right? I could poke a hole in any instrument. Like, you, you go to a, 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 a stock, like... Um, Exxon Mobil, um, or or Chevron, and like my my hole there is like, what about the iPath? God, God, God only knows what kind of exposure they have to Russia that they're going to divest and take a massive write down on. I don't want any part of that. You know, I, BP and Shell are giving up their equity stakes in these Russian oil companies for free. Russia is the only buyer, right? Um, of of their own equities, I mean. So ticker oil just tracks crude oil futures. I said it's an ETN. They're complicated instruments. I I don't want any part of that. Okay. Maybe I'll just go XLE broad based oil here. Um. Should I just buy some broad some XLE short term short term thing? Christian says we're going to one fifty in oil. That would be nuts. Uh, look, I, and I, I wouldn't. I, I, I just spent sixty bucks at the pump last night, and I wouldn't be surprised. And I don't want people, if that happens, coming back to me and saying, "Oh, Aaron, you called a top in oil." I'm not. I'm oh, just saying I wouldn't no. be surprised if do this you, were the top. Do, or do you, know, if you, know, you know who did one, call the top in oil? Dennis? No, Kathy Wood said it's seventy. Oh, yeah. Sorry, Kathy. Yeah, it happens. Okay. Uh, th- yeah, I was gonna explain the the. Uh, Chris's article of Bitcoin to a million, how much he would make. Oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, so, so uh, we had a great article that came out a couple days ago, a week ago. Yeah, I don't know. Um, that was essentially, if, if you bought $100 of Bitcoin right now and Kathy Wood's price prediction of Bitcoin reaching a million dollars comes true, how much is that $100 worth? Um, and go ahead and throw some guesses in the chat because I'm curious because reading that headline, I had a number in my head or like a ballpark idea. Oh, if I bought $100 of Bitcoin right now and Bitcoin goes to a million dollars, here's how much I would make. Um, and the number ended up being really different than what I thought it would be. It was way below where I thought it was. Um, Shelly, that's what I thought, Shelly. That's what I thought. And yet here we are. The, the, the news of the reserve, reserve release is already out. That news is out there. It's been out there since yesterday, okay? And we haven't stopped. Here, so yeah, I mean, go uh, figure, right? Uh, uh, the reserves 
a lot of the country's reserves only have like a they're only like 90 day reserves the the ghost is, is very close well, Five thousand. christian gallagher says a hundred thousand kindred duke also either said a hundred thousand or no oh yeah it's got to be a hundred thousand not a million um yeah the answer is the, the answer is like 25 2600 if you invest a hundred dollars in bitcoin now and bitcoin goes to a million your 100 bucks is worth 2400 dollars, right yeah it's just not that much Oh, Happy Mohammed's got it. Two, three, one, or wait. Yeah, wait. all right. Well, all right. Smarty Pants did the math over here. He was 19, you're $19 off. You guys did the math. I was going off an approximate price. You guys did the math over here. Anyway, the, 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 point, the point of that was just to say that Bitcoin is, Bitcoin is safe, everyone. You heard it here first. Bitcoin is, is a safe asset or a slow-moving asset. Forget it. Um, okay, fine. Uh, while Aaron was talking, I bought some XLE. All right. I just, I'm gonna go against you and buy some drip. Well, I, I I just bought a few shares of XLE at 73 bucks. Watch, I top ticket. Where are we right now? It's my first buy in a couple weeks. <coughs> Man, should we do our ugly chart segment? Um, I have more things to discuss first. So okay. Before we do ugly charts, and we're, we're going to do a guess that chart as well, and we're going to do trivia later. The theme of today's trivia is cannabis. Cannabis trivia. We're going to be joined by Javier Haas, who runs our cannabis site. Um, we are obviously trading down today. I mean, pull up my chart. This is a one-minute chart, so I'll have to get, get onto a 15-minute a to make more sense here. But um, I, someone in the chat said we're down because Biden's asking for money. I don't think that's it. I think we're down because uh, the the uh, Loretta uh, Mester, I think uh, Loretta Mester is her name, the president of the Cleveland Fed, basically came out and said it's possible that inflation is like a kind of a permanent thing, right? And we may have to uh, go way beyond uh, a quarter point or a half point um, here. So I th and that comment came out at like nine. 15-ish, I think. So that's probably – that's why we're down. I think it's still Fed talk that's driving us down today. Um, I At this point, I have basically given up on the idea that the market cares about violence in Ukraine. I assumed it did. Clearly, that was wrong. The violence in Ukraine is as bad as it's ever as it, as it's bad as it's been, and every day well, and every day Russia takes more land, and every day the stock market doesn't care. The only thing it really cares about is the implications on the global commodities markets. That's why commodities are ripping. right. But we're so we're talking about the U.S. stock market here, a war we're really not in right now. Whereas before we've been at war for like. 40 straight, 30, whatever, 30 straight years. So I don't know how much war in general really impacts that. I mean, we looked at um, the I, data I yeah. of in the past how the stock market has per performed in times of war, in times of invasions, et cetera. But um, I, I think it's more the double whammy, right? You had inflation, you had uh, rate hikes on this on top of all the uncertainty. Maybe, I mean, maybe. Um Crude oil futures are down. Shelly says, well, I, I don't have futures available on my laptop, so I can't see that right now. Um, 
I guess I could get it on my laptop. Yeah, I mean, USO is only half a percent. So, no, I meant broadly speaking, Shelly. I meant, come on. I mean, come on. I said commodities, the commodities have been ripping, right? It's not just oil. It's the grains. It's the softs. It's all of them, right? So uh, that's that's clearly been the play. That and the defense stocks, Lockheed Martin, north of Grumman. I mean, that's clearly been the play. Now, in the case of Lockheed Martin, you're off the highest from the other day. Yeah, is there if, a trade? Is if, there if, a trade here for the people that are like, ooh? I did mention yesterday that I yeah. Uh, had made a lot of money on some Lockheed Martin puts. And that's the great thing about having put contracts on stocks like this one when they go down is Lockheed Martin's not a big mover. So when you do get that $10, $15 move because it's gotten so overextended, um, those put contracts just exponentially go up. So I would say let's, is... let's watch this. And if it doesn't break, if it goes up to that top and doesn't break it or continues to show that it, it has no... Uh, no intentions of breaking through that previous high, then it then yeah. it sets up for. I mean, this is not it, one that I would chase. This and is naturally, not one that I would chase. like what naturally, uh, fifty like that move from what was it four four hundred to what was it what were its what was its highs four sixty. Uh, what was the high there? A, a little below like four four fifty eight four fifty eight. So what Rob Roy would talk about with the Fibonacci is that he would expect like a. Uh, 50% drawdown from that move. So from 400, we'll call it 460, would, he would expect a drawdown to 430 before it bounced again. So you can easily target um, that move down. I'm not hopping in there right now. I'm not saying I am, but it's something to watch, uh, especially if, sure. it, if it gets back up to that um, point and can't break through. Yep. Uh, so, again, I just, um, I'm chasing some, some energy here. We'll see how it works out for me. I don't have a stop loss. In right You're, now, what was I mean? XLE's got to be up twenty percent over the last two yeah, weeks. That's ridiculous. Uh, actually, the XLE's I, I, I think I had a dream last night about the price of oil. I'm not joking. I think I say I think is that I don't really remember. Like it could have been. I could be just making that up. You know, you, you're like not always sure if you like remember your dreams correctly. But I feel like I had a dream last night about oil. I had a really weird. Uh, I watched Inception not too long ago. Great movie. And I had a really weird... Holds up very well. I had a really weird, like, Inception dream. Okay. I love... I've seen the movie. Because I was, like, I was dreaming, but I knew I was dreaming, and there was, like, a body of water, and I was like, oh, I know if I jump in that water, I'll wake up. Like, in the movie, how he gets, like, pushed in the bathtub, he wakes up, and then I woke up thinking about it, and I was like, what if I was, like, getting extracted? Like, what if there were people like Leo in that movie in my dreams, like, trying to... I don't know. That's crazy. Uh, Okay. Jay Rice, that's where I want to go next. Thank you very much for the segue. K Webb. Oh, my goodness. It's murder out there, guys. I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I stuck to my guns on this one, right? And uh, when did I sell K-Web? In July? June? July? Somewhere in that window, right? Um, and, and you had weeks. You've had weeks since then where K-Web – oh, come on. Let's zoom in here. You had weeks since then since K-Web has, has had some nice pops. And I'm so glad I did not get suckered into this thing again. Because as Jay's pointing out, you are at a six-year low in KWeb right now. Six-year low in this thing. Uninvestable. Kramer said it months ago. I totally agree. Uninvestable. You cannot own this stuff longer. You could trade it, sure. But you cannot buy and hold this stuff. Alibaba, this, these charts look identical. Look at Alibaba. Here's the best thing about quotes is there's always one 
There's always a quote out there that you can pull yes. to uh, match whatever your point or thesis is. I think Mark Twain said that. Did he actually? No, that's a joke. Oh. You know, everyone, Mark Twain, Mark everyone Tw- always says Mark Twain, Mark Twain said this. Mark Twain said that. Mark Twain did have a lot of great quotes. Yeah, but half of the quotes he, that are attributed to him, he didn't say. Uh, he said uh, golf is just a good walk spoiled. I, I disagree with that. I think golfing enhances a walk. Walks are boring. Golf is... <laughs> Also boring, but a little bit less boring. No, but the point still stands that half the shit that people say Mark Twain said, he didn't actually say. Let's just throw that I, out there. Okay. That's, I don't know which ones you're referring to specifically. All Whatever. I know is the actual quotes that he said. All right. Um, fair enough. Samuel Clemens is a fair, fair great enough. Missourian. Fair enough. All right. We are going to yeah, have- Shout out Daryl for knowing Mark Twain's real name. We've gone over this before on the show. <laughs> yeah, I asked. I didn't expect Spencer to know, but he knew. He I'm, said everyone knows cause it. Because I'm a smart event. What can I say? What about well, Dr. Seuss's real name? Why are we on this topic? Uh, I don't know. You brought up Mark Twain. All right. Oh, um, my point in bringing up the quotes in general. I don't know. Was, that was that, up the that, Warren Buffett <laughs> quote where he said, buy when others are fearful. Yeah, okay. But there are probably other quotes out there that would tell you never my to point touch still, this. My point still is, look at this. Come on now. Look at this. Look, how? How are you going to buy this? How are you going to buy this right now? It's not just Alibaba. It's the whole sector. I I don't know. Oh, yeah. Mo, shout out Mo Herbert in the chat saying uh, Yogi Berra. Also, some great quotes from Yogi Berra. I just, it, it is worth pointing out, after all the pain, after all the pain that K-Web was in in the back half of last year, it's still going down. This thing is gone, and this is, mind you, ETFs. Like one of the benefits of ETFs is they they will dull your volatility, right? They trade with a lower beta, that's because they hold more than they hold lots of stuff in theory, right? So they they shouldn't be that volatile. This thing has gone from 101 to 31 in a year. <laughs> I mean. How do you? So if you bought if you bought Baba five years ago, you are now in the red, albeit very very flat. Earlier today, it hit a point where you would be exactly break even, not positive, or in the red if you bought Baba five Brutal. years ago. Brutal. Hey, I mean it's it's all right. It, people so, got to start buying it at some point, right? Or no? Well, people going to zero. People are buying it today. Baba or Kweb? Well, for every seller, there's a buyer. Someone's buying it, computers, right? So here's what's going to happen now. We're going to have Luke Jacoby on. Uh, Luke's going to hop on with us, and and we're going to talk to the COO of CarParts.com, Luke's favorite company in the whole world. We're going to talk about inflation along the the auto parts supply chain. So do you want to sit in my seat? Is that what's happening? All right, I'm getting kicked out here. So Luke's going to sit in my seat, and we're going to bring on uh, David Menian, the CEO. Okay, I'm getting up. The COO of CarParts in one second, but I have to get up because Luke is kicking me off. And let us know in the chat what other stocks you guys are watching today. I have my usual watch list watching NVIDIA, watching Apple, watching Tesla. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think maybe we'll just see quiet markets until Powell is done speaking or if he has any big headlines. Check in on uh, Mr. Jacoby. How we doing? Doing well, man. What's up? What's up? Happy Thursday, everybody. Woo. Happy trading. How are we all doing today? Bringing the energy. I, I got the energy today. Love it. How many? Raucous uh, market, fun market. I think like finally some some value in this market. Still on Facebook, still on Netflix. I think some of this big tech 
is still super interesting. We can get into those pitches. Yeah, I mean, Netflix is still... We, we still got to get above that 400 mark for Netflix. But, yes, but, but here, here's what I'll say, though, AB, is that when you can buy Netflix at four times forward sales, right? You can buy it at, what is it, eight, eight times EV to EBITDA, something along those lines. I mean, these stocks are getting cheap. And again, I, I said this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to hypothesize on it again. I think that some of these are flight to safety stocks, right? If, if we do hit some extended period of turbulence, I, I think that, that they're flight to safety stocks. Um, of course, we, we want to watch the support that we have in on the stock like Netflix, right? There's a pretty clear 350 there. But I'm sort of having a, a little bit of fun in this market, especially with some of these big tech names. Yeah, this market has been incredible for traders, just how volatile it's been. Um, and I agree. I mean, some of these, the biggest name tech stocks, I mean, if you look at their charts, they don't look great the past, uh, you know, few months. I mean, Netflix is almost, it's at pre-COVID levels. And think about how much Netflix grew during COVID. There's strong value in a lot of these plays. I would say from my, I would think that a name like Apple might be, uh, considered a little bit more of a flight to safety stock compared to a stock like Netflix. Just sure. Then, um, then give me Facebook. Okay. Fa- so, Facebook. I, I. You don't think Facebook is going to be a flight to safety stock? It look, throws there, off so much cash. Look, look. All right. Here. Here. Look. Sixteen PE. A five price to sales. There's definitely value here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Um. But. All right, can we talk car parts, PRTS? Let's talk car parts. CEO David Menyon is with us backstage. Let's go ahead and give him our special intro and talk some car parts. All right, there we go. This is one of my favorites. This is Ben Zinga Live. Spencer Israel and producer AB. What's up, everybody? How are we doing? Someone told me buy high, sell higher. Let's get Matt Hammond on the show to talk some IPOs. Jake Wojcik from Trend Spider. David, what is going on, man? What's up, my brother? How you doing, Luke? Doing good. We're due. We're overdue, I would say. If I don't talk to you every week, we're overdue. All right, there. (laughs) I agree. I agree. So, so, so David's coming to us from carparts.com, ticker PRTS, Papa Romeo Tango Sandy, regular guest here on Benzinga. Um... I, I've got a handful of questions for you, but but before we dive into them, uh, can you just catch everybody up to speed on what the business is? Of course, yes. So we are a specialty retailer. We sell aftermarket auto parts, collision, and mechanical uh, directly to consumer. Uh, we've been in business for 25 years, went public in 2007, made a ton of investments in the business for the last three years, doubled the size of the business. Today we have six distribution centers. We import premium quality auto parts. Uh, from Asia and from Europe, bring them to our distribution centers and ship them directly to customers. All right. And and, and can you talk a little bit, I'm going to ask you for, for two more pieces of background context. Uh, can you talk, you, you alluded to, to the transformation. Uh, can, can you tell us about that, the transformation, the investment in the business over the past several years? Sure, absolutely. So we've invested over $100 million in the business the uh, last three years. Uh, supply chain opened up three distribution centers and have two more on the way. Uh, bulked up our inventory position from 50 million to 140 million, uh, brought in a lot of exceptional talent, technology, marketing, data science, machine learning, just some really, really smart people. 
and we took the business from $290 million in sales to 582 last year. Yeah, in, in my understanding, let, let me just try to say this in like a very dumbed down way, uh, was that the, the point of the transformation was, was to like bring the business and bring the online experience into the 21st century. And, and so there, there's the, the, the tech that the user interfaces, plus all the supply chain and, and fulfillment that you have to deal with as well. Is, is that a fair simplification? Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing is premium quality parts at competitive prices. So we source them directly from Asia and then Europe, and then we ship them to the customer. So we're 30, 40, sometimes 50% cheaper than the brick and mortar for the same parts. So, David, have you seen any signs that maybe uh, the shipping for importing those parts or just the supply chain, those issues have started to kind of alleviate? Or are they still as bad as they were maybe uh, a couple months ago? Just as bad as a couple of months ago, unfortunately. And that's why we're get winning, because we saw this coming. And I'll tell you one thing. You know, Internally, we think it's not going to get better this year. We think it's going to take until 2023 to normalize. Why, why is it going to take that long to normalize, though? It's just the infrastructure, what's going on at the ports, what's going on with truckers, what's going on with moving the product. It's just we're not built for it. And right Which now, one? Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Which one is a bigger concern right now? The, the rising shipping costs or just the uh, delay in terms of the actual supply chain of manufacturing the parts? I, it's a concern for everyone, but it's also an opportunity. I mean, for us, for the last two years, we've been super aggressive in terms of importing inventory. Especially for auto parts, you know, it's a game of do you have it or you don't. And we made a big push to have the inventory in stock. So we think it's an opportunity, but it's obviously a challenge that you have to navigate. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, let's talk about the Russia-Ukraine conflict. Does that do anything on, on the supply chain or, or sourcing side of things for you? You, you mentioned Europe. I, I don't know if, if those regions are involved at all, but, but any impact there? Uh, listen, what's going on there is, is awful. It's not impacting us directly. Um, you know, most of our stuff comes from either Spain or Mexico or Asia, but we don't go through that region. So for us, in terms of the day-to-day -day impact of the business, um, there isn't any. Yep. All right. You're, you're lucky. We, we, we here at Benzinga, we have, we have four team members who are in Ukraine, all safe right now. Two made it out of the country. Uh, two others in, in the western side and in a reporting safety, but yeah, I mean it's it's crazy, you know how this impacts all right. This impacts us at Benzinga. We have, we have four people there. It impacts everybody who's out there watching. I mean it's 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 nuts. Yeah, David, have you seen any trends emerge? I guess I guess I should say different trends, um, or are you know u.s truck parts still kind of the most common car parts being ordered from from carparts.com or, or have there been any different trends over the last uh six months or so no you're absolutely right it's still the ford f-150 the chevy silverado the toyota tundra you know america is big on pickup trucks um you know there is an opportunity with evs and hybrids of course we're making investments to to attack that market but it's still a very small percentage right now it's still big time uh u.s based pickup truck Got it. There's a lot of talk about um, there being less maintenance needed for electric vehicles. I mean, do you have, have you seen that so far? Do you guys have plans to try to how, how do you uh, plan on dealing with that? Yeah, that's a great question. And I'll tell you, I think that's a misconception for us. You know, 90 percent of the parts that we sell are agnostic to the powertrain. And what that means is that everything we sell kind of fits an EV, a hybrid or a traditional combustion engine. 
So think headlights, taillights, mirrors. Even EVs need brakes and steering and suspension. So for us, it's more about application and fitment. So we have parts that fit an F-150, but we have parts that fit like a Toyota Prius, for example. Okay. Got it. And, and, and I, I want to, to dial it over to the, the fourth quarter. Right, you guys just put out results. What it was it? One day ago, two days ago, um, you know, you you got the revenue up fifteen percent year over year. Uh, you you had some other highlights in there, um, you know. But what are you proud of, of from the quarter? What should investors like myself, I'm a shareholder, be taking a look at? Uh, get, give us that rundown of Q4. Yeah, we're super proud of the execution. Fifteen uh, percent uh, up year over year on the quarter. But if you exclude the extra week because last year we had an extra week, it's 23%. The whole year was up 31%. What I'm proud of is the, you know, the, we keep executing. The team keeps investing into like that customer experience. Uh, we double the size of the business. We're growing, we're profitable on virtually every transaction, and we're free cash flow positive. So you look at all the other e-commerce retailers out there, you know, every transaction is profitable for us. Every customer that we acquire is profitable, and we're profitable as a company. And that allows us to reinvest the money into the business and keep growing. More inventory, more supply chain, more data science. It's a big opportunity. All right. And, and, and as we, let, so, so, so that's Q4. And I want to circle back with a couple questions about Q4 in a second here. Uh, but but you, you've brought up a couple times the, the doubling of the business. You know, if, if, you're, if we're looking out into the future and we say, okay, we, we want to, you obviously want to double this business again. You probably want to 10x this business. Right. What, what are some of those, those items that are top of mind for you as the operator of the business that, hey, we need to win here in order to be in the position for this business to double again? Yeah, absolutely. The goal is to double it and, and double it some more. The space is gigantic, Luke, and you know that. We've talked about this many times. It's a $300 billion market. There's, uh, there's tens of millions of cars on the road, and the average age of the car on the road is 12 years old. The car park is getting older which means it's a bigger opportunity for us to sell more parts. The beauty of our business is that we sell both collision parts and mechanical parts. So anything that's outside the car, but also in the wheelbase and under the hood. I think for us, it's continued execution on supply chain, on customer experience, on marketing initiatives, um, and, and just, like, just getting after it. Mm -hmm. and, and you, one of the, the things that really turned me on to the, the company I guess I'll give two. There are two things. There's you, of course, obviously. All right. There we go. Uh, get that one out of the way. But, but the other one was, was the size of the market. And, and before you, you, in the past, you've cited some stats about the percentage of parts that are sold online versus at brick and mortar. Could, could you share, take us through basically the, the here's why it's the right industry pitch again? Yeah. Again, it's a $300 billion market, 300 million cars on the road, and those cars are getting older. Uh, to your point, the majority of the industries out there have been disrupted by e-commerce. You look at furniture, you look at apparel, you look at electronics. It's 20 to 30% of those purchases that are made online. Now, what is it for auto parts? It's low single digits. You're looking at 4 or 5%. And why is that? It's because there hasn't been a company like us to actually make those investments and drive that online penetration. And now we're it. We're here. So what you're going to see over the next couple of years is, number one, us taking market share from the other online retailers, and number two, growing that e-com penetration. And so you're gonna see the car park getting older, more cars on the road, and us selling more parts for those cars. David, are there, are there any plans to increase car parts' um, kind of business-to-business -business model in terms of, 
Um, getting parts to stores like uh, Advanced Auto Parts or O'Reilly's? So not these two guys, but yes, absolutely. You know, the majority of our business is direct to consumer, but we do have a small piece of our business that is B2B, uh, so direct to the shops. Ultimately, the goal is for us to connect the dots between the parts, the shops, and the customer. So we have some big initiatives right now around do it for me. So if you think of a business like Tire Rack, what they've done is incredible with tires. If you're a customer looking for tires, you go on their website and you can make a decision if you want to do the work yourself or ship it to a tire shop. What we've been working on and investing in is the same thing for other parts. You can go on the website, you can buy the parts. If you feel comfortable doing those repairs yourself, you can do that. If you want us to connect you with a shop and ship the parts directly to that shop to, to take care of that repair, then we'll do that. Tack on the financing, tack on split payments, and tack on all the additional information around warranty and how to keep your maintenance uh, up to date. That's a huge opportunity. Now the difference is tires is a 20 or $25 billion industry. Aftermarket auto parts is 300 billion. So the size of the pond is 10 times, 15 times bigger. And, and, and so, so just to clarify, when we're talking about that B2B piece, it's not like go, you're going B2B to retailers where you're using your supply chain to, to supply the retailers. It, it's to the service centers and, and businesses like that. Service centers and what we call in the business jobbers that handle the last mile delivery. Okay. Got it. Big opportunity, good margins. It's repeat business. Uh, it's the same parts, right? Ultimately, it goes, it gets installed on the same car. It's just a different way of shopping. But right now, it's a growing assortment and it's a growing piece of our business especially in an inventory-constrained world, when those jobbers and those distributors out there are running low on inventory, because we've been so aggressive over the last two years, that's an immediate opportunity. Yeah, I, I'm thinking about what could be done to try to encourage people to do more of these like small repairs at home, because I'm thinking about for myself, like I could easily order a, a headlight and pop it in myself, but at the end of the day, I'd probably just have them do it next time I go get an oil change or something, you know, because I don't, I'm not like in You're going to get a ticket. You're going to get a ticket. Yeah, for my headlight. Yeah. I need yeah. to, I need to get it fixed. And, and, and headlight is actually kind of, it's a big part name for us. It's a big category. You'd be surprised how easy it is to replace your headlight. You go on YouTube, you type in your year, make, model, and headlight, and usually you're going to find a video that's eight to 10 minutes long, and it's fairly easy. And it's very cost effective. If you go to the dealer, you, you, you guys should do you 400 bucks some education like that out there to try to get more people to do that. Cause I think that's probably the, the, the biggest thing that's keeping the percentage lower on, uh, you know, people that order car parts online compared to, to clothes or something, you know, it's just, it's a hurdle being able to, to get in the garage and do all that. So, um, but, but Luke, we should, we should do that. That should be our goal is to do more of our car repairs at home. I'll help order, you. Order I know, I know how to it. change a headlight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I just want that on the record. I know how to change a headlight. Doesn't have yeah, a drill. Really it. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Let, let, let me ask one, one more question out, out of uh, Q4. Um, you know, gross profit. I, I, guess, I guess this is, is true across the year, but, but let's pull out the Q4 number. You have 34% gross profit. I mean, that, that seems pretty impressive to me, especially considering the growth that you guys have had. Um, you know, is there more room? Should, should we be thinking about the, the business in the context of there's room for margin expansion or that the number of customers, the, the sales is going to, to be what drives this significantly further? Uh, absolutely. There's definitely room for margin expansion, both gross and net. You know, we put out a long-term model out there 
Um, we think we can get gross margin to 36, 37 percent, and net margin to 8 to 10 percent margin. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, as we grow, we get better pricing on the parts. And number two, as we continue to invest in the supply chain, we get closer to the customer. And freight is a big portion of our margin. We get closer to the customer. It's faster, so we get more repeat business, and it is cheaper to ship. So tons of opportunities for us to expand margin over the next few years. Awesome. All right, David Menyon, the Chief Operating Officer of CarParts.com, ticker PRTS. Thank you for coming on the show today, taking time out of your busy Thursday. Always a pleasure to have you, David. Thanks, guys. PRTS to the moon. There we go. One of my favorite guests. Always love having you on, man. Take care. Thanks, Luke. Thanks, guys. All right. Always fun to get David on. Yep. I'm still in the stock, too. I haven't touched it. (laughs) Long-term position. Um, speaking of cars, I learned something interesting last night. I imagine you know this, but I did not. What? What is that, producer AB? There's a spot up on the UP, Mackinac Island. Yep. No cars allowed. Yes. All right, let's give some context. <laughs> I don't, I don't right? get it. I don't get it. Okay, so let's think about Michigan. This is hard to do backwards. Okay, I did it the right way. All right, state of Michigan. That's where we are. You see beautiful downtown Detroit in the background there. It's so sunny, you can hardly see anything. Um, but but state of Michigan, it looks like this. Here here's my hand. Okay, we're we're right now down here, Detroit, Michigan, right at the very tippy tippy top. There's an island that the uh, producer AB is mentioning. That island at the very very tippy tippy top of Michigan is called Mackinac Island. Uh, there are no hor- there are no cars allowed on that island. Uh, only horses. Everybody still gets around on horses. There was an event within the past several years uh, where there was the first motor vehicle on that island. Producer AB, can you guess what it was? First uh, time a motor vehicle had ever been on the island. Within, ever. Uh, within the last couple years? Ever, yes. An electric Ford pickup. Close? Am I close? Trump. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, there had never been a car on the island. Uh, a president's had come in the past. They ride around in the horse carriages, right? I'm sure they got the security figured out. Yeah, Trump, Trump just rolled up. Do you want to go this summer? I want to go check it out. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. It's fun. All right. If you if you live in Michigan and you haven't done it, you got to do it once, once or twice. So, sp- I hear Spencer saying that he's never done it either. He All right, the three of it. us are going. We'll do a show from up Yeah, there. we'll do a live from Mackinac. Are we allowed to do that? They have electricity? Yeah, they have There's electricity. No cars? Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> the, the other thing that they're big on is fudge. It's weird, but every street has, and I, I'm not exaggerating, probably two fudge shops where they make and sell fudge, and, and that's just what you do. You just eat these big-ass bars of fudge, and you ride around on a horse. Well, coincidentally, that's how it came up. I was eating some Mackinac fudge ice cream. Okay, there you go. And yep. I was like, where even is Mackinac Island? There you go. I was like, oh, it's up north. There are no cars there. And I was like, what do you mean there are no yep. cars there? But now I know more. Luke, Luke is an amateur Michigan historian. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm an amateur Michigan historian. I would just go with... Michigan historian. Okay. All right. Give, give me a little bit more credit, okay? Uh, apologies. All right, let's get back to the markets. Luke, what you watching today? Um, I don't know. Let's grab some tickers out of the chat. All I already right. gave a couple of mine. I got a couple more that I can talk about, but but what what do folks in the chat have? We just spent like the last 20 minutes on my stocks. I don't need to be, to be selfish. I can, I can look at what other symbols we have out there. I was just watching uh, the VXX, which tracks the VIX, as you can see here. Boring. Well, I was just... 
using it as a measure to see what was all going right, on. It's right, been coming down. So that's showing that Powell's somehow causing some uh, or, or lowering some fear out there. Um, all right. First ticker I see out of the chat, I'm pulling ZIM. You know what that is, Luke? I don't Z. That's not Z. International Star. Shipping Play. It's an Israeli company. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that one. Um, but they do a lot of in a lot of shipping, like in Europe, in Asia. So I don't know how this company is affected by everything going on. But if you look at the chart on a daily, and you zoom out, it's been so strong um, up to this point. Yeah. That would be my only concern with this stock right now. Is just I don't know how everything going on in Russia, Ukraine affects Zim. Um, I know Jay Rice out there is in a, in a few of these shippers, so let us know. Yeah. I mean, uh, we have the pretty clear high. At, like, here's what jumps out to me. All right. Let, let's do both. Let's do, let's look at the chart and, and let, let's, let's look at the, the numbers and let's talk about the story. But, but the chart is pretty obvious, right? Right away, we see those, those triple highs. Zoom us way in, producer AB, if you don't mind. We're in daily candles. We're on daily candles. So we hit. Our daily candles, you have the 75, one, two, three. Look, look, look back about a week and a half, you know. Yep. Yeah, we hit this point a high of seventy five twenty. We're currently yeah. uh, we hit seventy four seventy seven today. So if we fail to break that level, um, it I wouldn't be surprised to see this draw down at least to like sixty three bucks. But uh, if we can break through that level, I mean, Zim no doubt could continue its strength. Uh, another stock with a chart similar. You want to stay on this? You want to look at the numbers real quick? Yeah, I'm looking at the numbers real quick. Basically, all you need to know is shipping isn't adding up. Shipping costs have increased exponentially, uh, increasing Zim's revenue over the past, like when all this supply chain and shipping uh, issues started with COVID. Okay, so so the company is let's call it a it's got an eight point seven billion dollar market cap. Let's call it a nine billion dollar market cap. Uh, revenue is in the the front quarter, which is way up. Revenue went from one billion to three billion into this front quarter, right? One to three year over year. That's crazy. That's, I mean, a massive business to have that kind of growth. But revenue is at $3 billion. So you annualize that out, right? I don't know the business well enough to know if we can say it's going to be $3 million going forward. But there's $12. Uh, net income this past quarter, $1.5 billion. In a single quarter, $1.5 billion versus the $9 billion market cap. Okay, that doesn't really make a ton of sense either. Well, look how much look how much this has increased from the same period from the yeah, previous year. Yeah, it went from 142 year. so net income, that's profit, right? We're talking about PE basically right now. We went from 142 million to to 1.5 billion. Right? That that's a 10x right there. Revenue up 3x, profit, net income, whatever you want to call it, up 10x over the past year. Um so I mean, yeah, this this is one of those shipping. There's a couple other ones, uh, but this stock. Let's stay on here for a second with me, producer AB. Yeah. So it's trading at like if you annualize that front quarter, that's like one and a half times PE yeah. ratio. I mean, the price to sales in here is less than one, right? Is now. it cash flow positive? It's got to be, right? Uh, let's look. We can look at the debt to equity ratio. Looks yeah, pretty. Yeah, operating pretty good. cash. Holy they have crap! Two and a half bill. They 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 put up two billion dollars of operating cash this past quarter. Something is uh. It's interesting. They have guidance. Do they give us guidance? Let's see. They don't give us guidance. Uh, they're releasing uh, next a week from yesterday. So next Wednesday, they release uh, full year 2021 results and fourth quarter results. And uh, we'll probably get some more insights into their guidance. So then the market is just pricing in that their sales are going to collapse, I guess. It's because they've just gotten so much I, headwind, I guess that's what it's so much be. headwind that eventually, when this shipping thing and, and supply chain alleviates, all those numbers that growth goes out the door, 
But at the end of the, even if that happens, there's still value. I mean, looking at the numbers, looking at the balance sheet, there's still value in it. Uh, Grin is a number, another name that's in a very similar position, G-R-I-N. Um, but yeah, Luke, I mean, I, I, I'm with you. It's, it's, it's interesting. I, I guess people are just pricing in that big, uh, that big drop in revenue. Yeah. Um, that's, this is a good one. Who put this one in the chat? This person deserves a sticker. I don't know who put it in, but Jay Rice has been all over these shipping names like White on Rice. Yeah, th- this is a good one. I like this one. I'm not necessarily saying that I'm taking a position. Maybe it's worth a deeper dive for sure. Again, it's Z-I-M, Zulu, India, Mike. And for whoever put that one in the chat, remember, it's Spencer Israel at Benzinga.com. Okay, Spencer Israel at Benzinga.com. That's the email address. Reach out because you're getting a golden sticker. Well, the other the other part of this, Luke, is something like this, you just can't... Sometimes you just can't overthink. Like, how long have we been hearing that shipping costs were increasing? For the past six months, a year? Yeah, I mean, it's been a minute, for sure, without it, a doubt. It's been a minute. Like, if you would have just bought some of these names, like, whenever that, you know, we, we, we first heard about that, you'd be up a lot. I, I mean, I should say Zim did go through a phase here where for a couple months it was just trading in a channel. I don't think Grin... There's another name. Oh, here's the one I was thinking of. DAC. Wait, you're one letter away from one that I wanted to get to. <laughs> I got one stock it. that I'm dying to end on. Look at me. I'm like a throw a throw a W in there. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's do it. Let's look at this one real quick. Wait, what is DAC? I don't know what this one is. Delta Alpha Charlie. I don't know this. Stock. Um, let's go to the overview. This is the best thing about. Benzing. There's not a ton of stocks that I don't know, and there are two in a row. This is this is the best thing about Benzing, bro. Uh, the Nowis Corp is an international owner of container ships. It provides international seaborne transportation services by operating vessels in the container ship sector. So it's okay, just so another... they own the ships and operate them. Yeah, it's just another shipping play. Uh, but right. same, I mean, same story with Zim. I mean, this chart has just if if you look at it, let's look uh, at the numbers though. All right. What's the market cap on this one, producer AB? Uh, market cap is about two bill. So it's trading at God. These stocks are so cheap, yeah, just, and they're not cheap on a revenue basis, right? That's like that's what's craziest to me, is it's not like they're just cheap on a revenue basis, and there's a ton of fi- fixed costs and capitalization, uh, etc. I mean, they're cheap on a PE basis, on an EV EBITDA basis, on a free cash flow basis. I mean, it's it's impressive. I mean, I'll just—I mean, I'll just tell you this. I just said the market cap was just below uh, two bill, one point eight six bill. Their total assets on the balance sheet are three and a half billion. Okay. I, I mean, there's there's obviously a discrepancy there, but it's probably the same story with Zim that people are just uh, gearing up for those shipping costs to eventually go down. Then, when that happens, how interesting are these names at the end of the day? I don't know. Yep. Yep, 100%. All right, but let's pull up DWAC real quick. We got about five more minutes, and then we will be joined by Vivi, the biotech queen. Talk some biotech stocks. Vivi's maybe the guest, the best guest on this channel. Maybe better than Aaron and Spencer too. I'm just gonna throw that out there. Okay? Well, can't we? I mean, can't we say we're in different categories, right? She's a guest. We're the best hosts, and then she's the best guest. If she would host it, she'd be a better host too. That's true. Like, she used know. to host her own show, and when she, she did that, it was the best. Yeah, she was the best host at Menzinga. All right. DWAC. All right, let's, let's go look D-Wack. at some daily. No, wait, let's start with the crowd. Let's get the answers in here, okay? If you're watching this right now, you have to be an active participator. 
Nobody's sitting on the sidelines. I'm not sitting on the sidelines. I'm up here having fun. Producer AB is having fun, okay? Simple, simple question. DWAC, $97. You have to hold this stock, or you have to pay, stick with your position for one week, seven days from now, until next Thursday, noon Eastern, next Thursday. If you would choose to go long this stock for the next seven days, give me a one in the chat. If you would, cho- if you would choose to be short this stock for the next seven days, Give me a two in the chat. And Ruel, Ruel is, you know, Ruel's second best. Sorry, Ruel. He did dye his beard, though. If you guys don't know who Ruel Black is in the chat, we do a show, he and I, every Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern. Check it out. Great show. But again, the DWAC seven-day position, that's how long you're committing for. One, if you would stay in that stock. Two, if you would go and bet against that stock. Nobody's sitting on the sidelines. We're all having fun here, okay? All right, continue, Producer AB. I w- you were about to do something, and I just went on my rant. Um, I don't have a lot of thoughts here on DWAC. I mean, it, it seems to be just going up. Spencer, I had a guest on a couple weeks ago, uh, Enrique, who's a great follow on Twitter. Spencer will drop that in the chat. Uh, but his point was that there were some value in some long-term type puts on this because, Luke, hear me out, unlike other stocks, this stock is susceptible to for uh, a 30 40 50%. I, I don't even know. Has the deal officially gone? I know True Social is live. Has the deal with DWAC and True Social officially happened yet? No. Okay, no, so that's no, the thing. No. That was Enrique's point, was that if you buy some like $20 puts on this, it's a $96 stock. There's a chance that in one day this stock can drop. If oh the deal doesn't God. go through, the stock can drop fifty oh, percent in one day. Wait, wait, wait. How much do those cost? I gotta see this. They, they were more expensive than we thought. We pulled up and looked at them, but all I will wait, say when did you pull it up? Recently? It was like when was that? A month ago? Three weeks ago? All right, you did three weeks ago. Let's do it again. All right, I'll pull it up all right, right now. All right, I'll I'm looking up. at the option chain right now. So so here here's the thesis that, that producer B is, uh, A B is playing. It's it's I I would say that he thinks it's a long shot thesis 100% but but it's one that can be relatively inexpensive to execute a trade on and could have some decent upside. So uh uh DWAC that is the SPAC that is supposedly merging with with Truth Social Donald Trump's Twitter competitor um or it's merging with Trump Entertainment but Truth is the product something like that. <laughs> it's supposed to be Truth the app that's that's the new Twitter Okay, um, the SPAC deal has not happened yet, and there's been a decent amount of speculation that the deal is not going to be able to close or go through. And, the, and so, so what producer AB is saying is you've got the stock trading at $97 right now. If this deal falls apart, the stock drops to 20 Maybe. 30 15 $5. I mean, who, I mean, it's not going below t- 10 is your hard floor. Yeah. Well, yeah. 15, well, who knows? Maybe. At the end of the day, who knows? Either way, anytime you have a drop that big in that short a time, also it's not only is it moving in any direction in the puts, but the volatility of the assets of the contracts become worth that much more. So again, it's something that I was looking at. Like, yeah, I could put three hundred dollars into some of these puts, and if it happens, that could turn into you know three thousand dollars or whatever it is. But if it doesn't happen, it was a long shot. And, and it wait, was there just- are not twenty dollar puts on this, are there? Did I pick weekly? Did you go far, you go far enough out? I'm in the monthlies. I'm in April 14th. How far out are you? That's like a month. Of, that's for a month from now. We were looking at like a, a year out. Fine. July 15th. I'll go to July. 
July 15th, there I still am only seeing $20 strikes. Yeah, it's fine. I'm sorry, $30 strikes, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, All right, so if you want to buy the $30 put, it's going to cost you $2.98 per contract. Uh, or I'm sorry, per share. So that's $300 per contract. That's a decent rider, okay? You're 300. If the stock were to fall to 20, so you have 20 times 100, so that's 2,000. So you're flipping 300 into 2,000. It's sort of a long shot trade. Sort of interesting. Yeah, I think it's interesting. And here's the thing, too, is, I mean, you got to think with the app now live, uh, DWAC, so again, and, and if you're unfamiliar, SPACs are special purpose acquisition groups. Essentially, think of DWAC as an angel investor, blank check company, um, ready to come in and purchase a, a company like Trump Entertainment or True Social. But now that the, the app's live, they're going to have metrics. They're going to be able to see if users are growing, if people, and if, if for whatever reason, True Social is a dud, why would DWAC as a, as a company want to merge with it? Want to merge with Truth Entertainment? Okay. Maybe just for the name? Maybe at this point it's... It- well, the, well, the, the SPAC, the SPAC uh, operators get paid when they get a deal done, right? Okay, so they definitely they, want, they the want to get the they deal done. They want to get the deal yes, done. Yes, they're trying to get the effing deal done. There's no doubt in my mind about that. All right. So the, what, what would I'm trying to think of like what your catalyst would be for if this deal gets done or not? I mean, I think SPACs right now. There's a lot of companies who are planning on going public via SPAC. Yeah, have kind of pulled out. Regulation. There's financing. Do they need debt to get it done? I mean, there's a lot that goes into getting a deal done. It's it's a long shot, but it's a shot. I will say though, if the deal does go through, I could very well see that being a a, a sell the news situation. Oh, it's totally a sell the news. All right, so so I actually really like that. I am not being a hater, okay? I'm not picking the sides in this one. There's some sides I won't pick. This is one of them I won't pick, all right? But I like that that $30 strike put thing. This this deal getting done is a sell the news event. I I can, I almost guarantee it, right? Remember Lucid LCID? Do we all see the pain from that? It's the same thing. All right, this is good. This is good. All right, we uncovered something. That that's my new idea for the day. And that was my only thought on this. Like that's like the only trade idea I like on this. I wouldn't buy it up here. I wouldn't short it up here. Uh, well, I guess going long puts in a way is shorting, but you know what I'm saying. I wouldn't sell shares up here uh, because yeah, this thing could be 120 tomorrow. But really, I mean, even if that happens, it doesn't take it doesn't take the thesis off the off the table. It could still drop to 30 in a day. Yeah, I think it's interesting too. All right, that gives me a trade. Not in it yet. Gonna look to be in it. That that's my my final take. Uh, Jay Rice, yeah, good point. Rumble, the the CFVI Rumble. I mean, who knows if that deal ends up going through? But I think Rumble is actually a little bit more legit as like a social media platform than Truth. I again, I, Spencer's on Truth. I'll have to talk. To I don't know. And, and uh, the trading action isn't nearly as cool in Rumble. But all right, Sp- <laughs> Spencer's giving me the 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 hook. He's about to pull me off stage. We got Vivi Bio Queen up. If you guys don't know Vivi, stay tuned. I know very, very, very little about pharmaceutical stocks. uh, And and she's able to speak in a way that not only gets me up to speed, but makes me feel significantly smarter about the space. So with that, Producer AB, I will let you and Vivi take it away. Thank you, Luke. Everyone, smash the like for Hot Stocks, Luke. If you don't, uh, we may not get to keep having them every week so smash the like let luke know that you appreciate him coming on his insights always a pleasure to have him um all right without further ado let's go ahead and bring on vivi i'm going to play the intro this time and not or no the the guest intro not the show intro because i screwed that up last time oh my can i just say 
This seat is really warm right now. Yeah, Luke radiates Holy a lot of energy. Holy cow. Let's bring Vivi on the show. Okay. Yo, Vivi, long time no see. I have to apologize for my background. I have a friend staying with me and... This is her bed in the background, so I apologize. She's uh, taking over my office. I miss you guys. How are you? So since, since we spoke last, well, we're good, Vivi. Since we spoke last, I bought, well, last time you were on, which was three weeks ago, I bought BCRX while you were on with us. I sold it the other day, uh, I think in a slight, I think it was a slight loss because I sold a lot of things, or not a lot, but I sold a few things because um uh, I got scared by the geopolitical stuff, the Russia Ukraine stuff. But yeah. um uh BCRX made a big move up and a big and then and this is still your number one bull? Yes, and and I think that it's a very really good recession proof uh stock because it, it has not gone down that much, you know, compared to the other biotechs. Because it is, I told you, it's is a it's a monster in the making, this company. Monster in the making. So uh, if uh, if anybody has a long term account, it's it's a kind of a company you want to put as as much put in as much accumulate, and uh, this will be a hundred dollar, two hundred dollar stock. So my my guess is if they go on their own, it will be a two hundred fifty dollar stock one day. All right. So, so you're, yeah. you're saying I shouldn't have sold. You should have never. You should have not sold PCRX. I, I get phone oh, wow. calls from from friends like and and i tell them like this is one that you can you know you know here's the crazy thing is the only one in all my biotechs i'm holding that i'm still very very green it's been rough you know um if you pull out xbi we haven't even yeah. passed 100 bucks yet so i feel a little defeated i feel like oh my god what i'm gonna talk on the show i can pretty much tell anybody to buy anything that's going to bounce, you know, because everything is so uh, oversold, you know. Uh, so this, is, this is going back to, to the start of last year. Since the start of 2021, the XBI is down 37%. Yep. Um, although BCRX has held up nicely against that. So, um, yeah, it's been brutal. Do, do you have anything? you have any new names, Vivi? Anything new on your brutal. radar? I can tell you guys um, one one a company that is so beaten down that the science have not changed. So just to to put on a radar, if you can just put a, a, um, ADAP adapting immune, it's been brutal. So um, so just to have an idea what's going on here, yeah. it's, uh, they're sitting at a two dollars and thirty dollars a two and thirty two dollars and thirty cents a share for cash. So they have $240 million in cash. They have a year um, still um, in cash and their science is so good that they have a partnership with the Genentech that keeps funding their money, you know, up to like uh, over 3 billion. And uh, they were some late, there was some drop of the ball. There was some filing, uh, late filings, you know, uh, they have enough file there. Uh, they're just late with the filing. So there's some incompetence going on with the CEO, but the science have not changed. So it's one of those type of companies. Once you see the filing go through, you know, and and they're they're the, the whole outing. It's it's good. That's a really good stock. Like beat down for you to like to hold. I mean, the science is amazing and the, the pipeline. It's fantastic. 
but it has lost a lot of value. So pretty much every single stock that we can talk here. Um, another one be down that I, I bought it back was APRE. They they have a, a lot of uh, catalysts coming up. They have a, they have more tries to be lift. And look at the beat down. Look at this company was twenty four dollars a share one time. Uh, so I don't know if we can go any further than that. A lot of these companies, Spencer, are literally sitting on cash. You know, on a cash. AP APRE in December of nine, of twenty nineteen was fifty three dollars. It's a dollar today. But yeah. but but Vivi, that ha that that happens for a reason though. I mean, there's yes. a reason. Yes, because one of the trials uh, didn't go through, but that doesn't right. mean that they they don't have all the things in a pipeline that are doing well. You know, so it's exactly you lose value, right? So let's assume if you be CRX right now, just Euler Day alone, it's 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 a uh, the value. It's like twenty five dollars a share for BCRX. So. Even if let's assume that they stop putting money into research and their factory pipeline doesn't go tr through, right? It will go to to it still be at twenty five dollars. So so let's assume that BCRX now is it's a eighty dollars a share, and then all of a sudden the factory pipeline gets uh, it fails, right? Completely fails. And no longer it's in the picture. So you're losing a potential $30 billion in potential. So that stock is going to probably go down down to the level of the $25. So when people are asking me, like, aren't you afraid? What if a factor D doesn't go through? Which they skipped to phase two into phase three, and they have shown in 12 months that patients that were on their oral medication did not need a blood transfusion unlikely the competition which is infusion plus you still need tr blood transfusion because it's a blood disorder pnh so for me it's like accumulate before bcrx gets to that 25 dollars a share do you know what i'm saying because even if your phase three failed you were still gonna be trading at orladeo market potential so orladeo is already estimated to be a billion dollar drug so they're doing 122 million this year so do, do you do you get what I'm saying? At, so at, 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 estimated by who? And oh, estimated by just the projection of how how fast it is. So it's not like one of those companies where there's no sales and they cannot really predict uh, uh predict switches and predict sales projection, right? Because a lot of these biotechs have no sales. They say, oh, we're gonna be a five billion dollar company. No, the way that Orla Day is progressing because it's the only oral form. Of a pill for a um, HE, uh, HAE, um, it's competing against Takeda, which is an injection, and it's taking Takeda's on market share. And yeah. to put in perspective, because rare disease is so rare, Orla Deo is worth fifty thousand dollars a script, fifty thousand a month a script. So you don't need much to gain market share and to be profitable. They right? can't. They can't. They can't actually charge that though. They do. That's that's oh, that's for you. It's fifty thousand dollars a month. Oh my gosh! You know, with Gilead, Vivi, come on. That's not that's not right. That's not right. Well, what happened is it's 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 just whatever it is against what Takeda injectable oh is, gosh. and the problem is is rare disease, and they spend a lot of money in RD to get. The I understand RD. that. I understand I that. Is so so okay. Zen Bullish is asking the right question. So who's paying that? 
the I, I know that's not really relevant here, but yeah, someone's paying the that. Insurance companies are paying that, of course, and and so as our taxpayers are paying that. For oh, sure. fun! This is that's... how this is how. Yeah, I know it's crazy. So I know Gilead got a lot of scrutiny because Gilead. So it's all about. How much hospitalization are you saving? So Gilead had the cure for eight, eight, uh, hep B, right? So that's mm-hmm. why Gilead went all the way to $30 billion. And what happened? Gilead saved lives. Well, they, they cured the disease. They cured and, the disease, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. there was no more anybody to cure. So yes. it was $80,000. Um, uh, I think it was 100000 uh, something crazy that they got yes, a lot right. of scrutiny. But it was... It's either that or $250,000 for liver transplant. Do you know what I mean? So I it understand. Costs, it's a cost effective. It's like, what are you saving back in a hospital? So insurance are willing to pay. Because, you know, if that patient's there doing transfusion, stay in a hospital, hospital yes. stays, that's going to cost a lot more than the medication itself. So it, and that's why, for example, an eye drop. An eye drop, you know, Allergan has this eye drop, eighty dollars cash. So I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry. Wait, what company is this now? Allergan. Allergan has this okay. eye drop okay. that you put in your eyes. I'm just giving you guys a little perspective. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You put in your eyes, and then you can see for seven hours, right? But then you can just put your readers on. I don't think it's gonna be like a knockout like type of product. So it's only eighty dollars cash. The insurance company's not even paying. So. Think about it. You know, eighty dollars cash. It's gonna produce. You're not. You're not. You're not preventing hospital stays. You're not preventing death. You're not preventing. You know, long term. Yeah, you're, you're you're preventing glasses. Is what you're preventing. You're preventing glasses. Yeah. So, yeah. It, unfortunately, that's what it's gonna be like. The the they price the medication based how much we're gonna save in the back end if we cure this, and that's how pharma is. And unfortunately, this. This will never go down because if you come to me and I'm and I'm a CEO of a biotech company and you come to me and you say, you know what, Viv, um, I know you you're gonna you know you have this amazing breast cancer medication that it's gonna patients are living 10, 15 years, which is the Genetech medication pa- patients on and yeah. stage four, and you say, by the way, we don't want to pay that anymore, and now for your next one, the lung cancer that. It's potentially going to give another 10, 15 years. We're not willing to pay. And so the companies are going to be like, then I'm not going to spend billion dollars. Because you saw, I, I, I've done on my show where three out of comp- 10 companies make it. So then they're going to be like, I'm not going to risk billion dollars in RD if you're not going to you know, pay me. So it, it will never go away because it is innovation. Pay, people it, are paying for innovation. I understand. I, under, I understand that innovation. Innovation costs money. Yes. Nothing in life can be free. There's yeah. got to be a middle ground, though, right? There's got to be a way that we can fund innovation without people pay, having to pay $50,000 a month for, for a, yes, a life-saving treatment. Sure. So I'll give you an example. HIV Gilead drug, $1,500 a month to prevent HIV. You know, Gilead was giving for free all over Africa. So who do you think is paying? Like, we're paying for the rest of the world to get free yeah. medication. So that's that, that's the bottom line. You know, like for all those shots in uh, Pfizer, Moderna, we're paying full price here. The government's paying full price and they're sending for free down in Africa, you know, so sure. It, All right. I, 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 at the at the risk of like getting thrown off my own show here, shouldn't, <laughs> we, just, shouldn't we just like nationalize this stuff? I mean, 
come on. <laughs> like, shouldn't we just have the government just fund everything? No, is that not, that's not this, that's not the solution. the rest of the world. So, uh, so yeah, so ADAP, I think it has a great potential. I just um, added ARDX because it, okay. it was so beaten down. Uh, if you can put ARDX, I, I, uh, ARDX, I added, uh, I added at 72 cents. Um, so it's wow. up already 33 cents, but I'm, I'm really bullish because they're launching a drug that it's supposedly, uh, you know, it's going to be $500 million drug. So now you can't, but in terms of like, what are they are trading at a cash value and what the potential is for even the drug that did not get approved to finally get approved. I feel like the risk of benefit here is very low because we're at the bottom. So I, I, my target here is $3 a share. So they still have a, you know, by, by when, by, by when, do you know? I, I don't know by when, but I mean, it's, it's a, probably a, by July, I'd say, um, $3 a share. And we're waiting on the FDA because I mean, I don't know why they didn't approve that other drug. So there's still hope there, but just alone with the drug they're launching for IBS, it, it should be a $3 a share based on that. So that's the one i mean besides that you guys can give me uh tickers for next week because everything is so beaten down we can we can be here for three hours talking about these companies you know anything is going to be a, a, actually a good buy if it's been beat now uh so long you know especially those the really well, like cheap ones you know so so wait so let, let's talk let's talk about the, the criteria here that would make something a quote-unquote good buy for you because obviously they're all beaten down not all of them but most of them are beaten down here so step one you have a stock that's down 70 80 90 percent whatever step two is what how many candidates in the pipeline gets you ex or or do you it's not that's not how you know you i i think it would be cash you know remember the interest rates going up so we need we need to make sure we have a, 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 an ideal one would be one that just just finish an offering you know so it has a combination yep. of a, it's a beat down um, just finish an offering has enough cash you know at least for a year from now and has catalysts so it doesn't matter even if the okay. pipeline it's not great as long as there's there's catalysts coming the pipeline you know is robust so yeah. that would be and then obviously institutional ownership is huge who is still I mean, these, these institutional ownerships are getting beat down just as I am as an investor. I mean, if you guys look at my long-term account, guys, I am like, uh, it's sad, but the percentage loss that I have, it's I'm, out I'm on sure. a 50% range. 50%, 47, 41, like, you know, 60%, yeah. 58, 63. It's, uh, it's brutal. It's brutal, you know. So, but I'm like, all right, wait, he, all right. We got some, we, we got some tickers for you. Do you know C O L L Collegian? Collegian. You know, uh, Collegian Pharmaceutical. I heard that before, and at being at a 1895, it should not be a bad of a of a company, right? I can take a look. It's not your like, uh, it's not your penny, you know, stock. No, no. So I'll take a look for uh, next Thursday for sure. Um, and then I don't know if you, Larry H asked about the LABU, which is the leverage, uh, biotech ETF, the Labu. I, I don't know if you play that at all. It's just I've played that time. before, yeah. but that is the, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it, if you want to bet, if, if you want, if you think like the, 
I think the index is the IBB or, or whatever. Uh, same. XBI, if you think biotech, yeah, whatever. Yeah, if you think we are in for like a near-term rally in biotech, that's how I'd play it. Like an immediate term, like a like a today, tomorrow, Monday type of thing rally. How is, how is the uh, how is the premiums for calls? I mean, buying leaps here would have been really really good. You know, I, I'm I'm sure they're cheap. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure they're not ex very expensive. Look at um, look at at a, at a look how beaten down. I mean, how further down can we go? But I also I, I I also would not buy leaps. I I would never buy leaps on a leveraged ETF ever ever ever. These things are not long term instruments, so that's true because you know, it's a leveraged yeah. ETF. I would never do that in a bajillion years. I wouldn't do it with your money. I, maybe I do it with your money, but <laughs> I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it with my money. Let's put it put it that way. Okay, a few more tickers here, Vivian. Then we'll yeah. let you we'll let you run. Uh, ARTL. I don't know that one. ARTL. Artello Bioscience, forty four cent stock. Ooh. Ugh. Okay, uh, I'll give you guys an example. Um, if we, if we know that these these companies with a shorter flow, like we had our MED that just ran from fifty cents to I don't know, it ran a lot. Um, a lot of these companies here, if the float is good and there's no uh, sign for reversal yet, um, th it's been a great play lately. You know, because uh, you know if here. you put RMED on, it was the same kind of a setup. Wait, uh, what's the what's the float? Let's go to my overview. Float is 41 mil, 42 million shares. So, okay. all right, that's not nothing. Not bad. That's, yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. That's not yeah. that's not that's not red flaggy. What about uh, uh, what was the other one I just saw? It was it was B BPT. Oh, Biopath BPTH. BP. Yeah, Biopath. I know BP. them. Well, I know I know of them. Do you know BPTH? No, okay. I mean, I just, I, I've heard of the stock before. I don't actually know anything about no, it. No, I've heard of it. But look at that. It was a $25 at one point. This looks like a, uh, yeah. I, I, I bet you the float here is nice and low. It got to be very. Oh, small. yeah. 7 million share float. You'll love to see it. Ooh. All right. <laughs> I'm going to put this one on my radar because if there's catalysts, you know, that's, that's the thing to do too. It's sitting on these low floaters, you know, and just wait. Down. That's a good one, guys. Thanks for um, putting that onto my radar. I'm gonna key, keyword. The keyword there is wait. I think is the keyword. Uh, let's do one or two more. Uh, GG GGPI. What is that? I don't know that one. Oh wait, that's oh. a spec. Oh, no, another one that I oh, this is spec. Oh, another that. one that I um I bought it because the drug is amazing and what? um and uh, go to SPPI. It didn't get approved because of manufacturing issues that's it so now we're yeah, waiting for that manufacturing uh uh being uh, revised so i bought it at uh i bought it at a 71 cents and i'm gonna just sit and wait but the drug is good there was never concern with fda in terms of efficacy did so, it even get? Did it even get that far? Yeah, the FDA no, was yeah, like, yeah. It, it got a CRL because of a manufacturing okay. issues. There okay. was never like the the complete response letter was never asking for new studies, nothing like that. So this is a okay, great but, way. But, to but that's not a, it's not a given that they're going to fix them though, right? I mean, oh, it's manufacturing issues. It's it's usually pretty fixable. It just takes time, you know. So I'm betting on this one right. that um, it's going to bounce back nicely. 
All right. All right, Vivi, the bio queen, joins us every Thursday, usually every Thursday. And I'm uh, full disclaimer, guys, I'm not a finance advisor. So uh, did you leave? Did you did you get me out? No, I'm not a financial okay. advisor, but I mean, I'm giving you guys these beaten down um, tickers. So take a look and see what the catalysts are coming up. So I believe the SPPI is, is a good one. All so right. it was Excellent. good to Thanks. you guys. Thanks a lot, Vivi. Bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All righty. I missed having Vivian. She was out for a couple weeks in a row there, so we missed her. But it's good to have her back. Uh, AB, we're going to have our next guest on in five minutes. Do you want to do some ugly charts? I do want to do some I ugly charts. I had a feeling you want to do some. I, I have a few ugly charts on my radar So as basically, well. the exercise. What's, what's going to happen? What's gonna I happen? have a couple ugly charts. Oh, yeah. Spencer has a couple of ugly charts. We're going to put them up on the screen. We're well, going to take... Unfortunately, I just went through all of them with Vivi. <laughs> oh, oh, just kidding. Just kidding. Burn. Just kidding. Um, we're going to take a few out of the chat and then we are all going to vote. Um, I, I haven't worked out like a good voting system, so we're probably just going to say the ticker that we all agree on is the ugliest in the chat. Whatever right. one passes the eye test okay. uh, will work. So here's how it's going to start. I'm going to pull up one of my ugly charts. Um, and then while I do that, you get one of your ugly charts to okay. pull up. We'll go back okay. and forth between the two of us and good we'll deal. start taking some from the chat. Good deal. Good deal. All right. What do you got for us? So my first one. Um, which I pull it up like without Wait, the... we, we, we haven't even gone over these, so I hope you and I don't have the same ones. That I way. hope I, I doubt it. Um, mine are both SPACs. Oh, wait, are we? We're not guessing. Oh, I think so. Oh, you no, 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 no. I was saying I think this one was a SPAC. I'm actually not oh. sure now that I'm looking at Just it. Just bring, bring it up on the Just screen. Just bring it up. No guess. All no, right. forget guessing. First one Root Insurance. <sighs> Yeah, remind me what this. Oh, that you just said they're an insurance company. Yeah, so they're like a. I actually used Root for car insurance for a little bit and like stopped using them because they pissed me off. And then uh, Edwin Dorsey actually did a short report on them, and a lot of the problems that Dorsey talked about uh, were reasons why I stopped using Root. But yeah, I mean this chart just no. I mean the only time this stock ever looked slightly good was for like a six week period here in December. 20 up to January, I guess right here too, had a little leg up, but um, as you can see, kind of opened around 30 bucks, currently at 162, just in the past two years, has gone absolutely straight down. We can zoom in on the daily candles here, see that even now here below $2, uh, volume is low, dwindling. Uh, here was our biggest volume candle actually. On, it's a direct-to-consumer personal auto insurance. Yeah, so what they'll do, Spencer, is they'll you, you download the app and you have to give the root app permission to like track your phone and track the movements okay and it'll track your driving for like two weeks please every insurance company has that progressive has that also i love here but, in but the, that's how you get your quote from root is the difference oh that's weird they use that to determine like and really i was looking into it and they look mainly at just how much you drive so over the first like two weeks while you're on trial with them um they'll look at like how much you drive when you do drive how fast you drive and then determine um, how much your insurance will cost with them. So I used them. They were really cheap, but like they raised price on my, my quote without ever saying anything to me. Wait, can I just say, I, I just looked up Root in Benzinga Pro like on the description because I didn't know what the company does. And then it says, it, uh, they develop and launch a direct-to-consumer personal automobile insurance uh, and a mobile technology company. I didn't realize if you make an app that automatically makes you a mobile technology company. Is Benzin, we have an app. Well, they do, are. I mean, think about Does that make us a, mo a mobile just, technology company? Think about what I just company? told you. They're, they're, you have like an algorithm that tracks Fine. your movements. As I mean, that's... All right, um, whatever. Your I, turn. My turn. Okay, I have to take Rudolph and bring up my the one I, I want to bring up. All right, I got mine. AI, 
Ticker AI, C3 AI is the company. They had earnings out, actually. And check this out, guys. They did well. The earnings were, were okay. They raised guidance. So it was okay. Yeah. So they, they made some money on calls on this. They, by the way. they raised guidance, but also check this out. The, the, their, their CFO uh, is leaving the company. Why is that a big deal? It's the third CFO to leave the company in the last 17 months. Maybe they're just going to go all AI on the CFO. But what's interesting, actually. Just you, automate the CFO job? Yeah. If you, if you pull up like a 10 minute candle, this stock How yesterday off the earnings went higher. And then went was like down fifteen percent, came all the way back, opened up fifteen percent, and is now giving up those gains. Yep. Uh, I, I yoloed a couple calls on that yesterday. I, I didn't know that. Made some money on it. Good for you, man. Yeah. Uh, no, but let's let's keep the long term here uh, in mind. This thing opened at it's been trading for like what less than a year, a little over a year now. December two thousand twenty, opened at a hundred. How high did it get? One seventy two. What's no 183, almost 184, and we're down to $23 today. So, all right, my next one, as I mentioned, was a SPAC. I actually liked that the SPAC at the time, I thought it sounded really cool. It is ticker TMC, the metals company, uh, merged with uh, let's shoot, let's see how good my, my memory is here. I don't know. Um, SOAC. Uh, special opera or something uh, acquisition companies. SOAC was the SPAC that it merged with. This is Deep Green. It is a company that has robots that troll around the bottom of the ocean floor and mine nope. the floor nope. for can't, precious can't, metals. Can't get behind it. So this, Do you know how many companies that come and have tried that trick? What? That we're, we have robots in the Mining the, the ocean, ocean floor? floor? Come on. All right. Either That's way, not new. Either way. This That's not a new trick. It was a SPAC, so $10 went up to, I don't know, what is its all-time high was fifteen thirty-nine. Now it's sitting at $1.45. I mean, since that initial spike, if you even want to call it that, off the once it went public and the deal went through, has just been a disgusting chart. And I, again, this is one... Um, that yeah i thought it sounded interesting i mean it piqued my interest it, the way that here was their pitch was essentially here are all the precious metals available on land the ocean floor has like a million times that we are going to to tap into that we're going to be the leader but uh i don't think even the company is predicting any sort of like revenue or profit till 2030. all right my last um ugly chart uh it was also a spec i think uh Where's my screen? There it is. Uh, GitLab. Or maybe, you know, it wasn't a spec, but it was, a, it was a direct listing. This is one that I don't understand, Rick, is like, as I, as I understand it, this is a must-have. This is the company that, that uh, owns uh, GitHub and the entire, like, open source software suite. Um, and our developers, I think, it seems like a lot of developers, need, like, rely heavily on GitHub and GitLab software. Why did I think Microsoft so, owned GitHub? So I don't understand why it's been so beaten down. This one like kind of interests me. Wait, are you sure? I think GitHub. Oh, Nick says I'm wrong. Yeah, Microsoft. All right. Microsoft owns GitHub. I think GitHub and GitLab. Oh crap! Are really? Different. Yeah. All right, then you know what? Thesis gone out the window. Sorry, guys. I thought. Wait. Oh, it's all right. It's a competitor. Sorry, that answers that question. Yeah. Stupid company names. Confusing. I mean, if, 
Frick. Okay, I stand Microsoft, corrected. I stand corrected. I apologize. Microsoft I went out. The Microsoft went out and bought GitHub. Maybe that makes GitLab Fine. a takeover target from someone like Google. Um, I don't know. Drop drop tickers in the chat for your suggestions for ugliest. Oh, and wait, Chris Cashy just slacked his room. I saw I saw a thing in my room the wait, other day. Wait, Buglug saying AB. I thought the same thing with RMO. I'm bag holding for long term though. Room is room is ha room is having a problem. They're overpaying for cars really, really bad right now. It's not their fault. It's the way the market is, but they are stuck overpaying for cars because uh, car market is upside down. So, room, yeah, this one might be the ugliest chart of the ones that we just went over. Room might be the, the worst, I think. All right, uh, someone's throwing out, uh, someone's throwing out skills. Someone's okay, we could do this all day. We're, we're not going to go through ugly charts. Well, I wanted a vote. All right, oh, let's okay. take a vote. Okay, so it was room, uh, and you had. We had root. I had root and uh, uh, the metals company TMC. All right. I had. Uh, I'm going to throw Vroom in here. Uh, Vroom and then uh, GitLab and AI were mine. Do, do, uh, which which do we think is, is the ugliest chart? Let's bring them all up on the same time, and then we're going to bring on um, Jay Woods here. So uh, I can just bring them all up together. So root, and then what was uh, GTLB, and what was the other one? TMC. Uh, TMC. Thank you. Okay. Oh wow! It comes down ninety three percent. That one's got to be the ugliest, right? That's root, man. Oh uh, yeah. Wow. Eesh. Someone yeah. said that there's insider buying at root. I mean, well, that's yeah, that's that's good. I guess. At a dollar thirty seven a share. This is we could do this game all day. Wow. Okay. Chili says we all right. Tomorrow we'll do pretty charts. Tomorrow we'll do some pretty charts. How about that? Apple long term can't find a better chart. All right. Root seems to be the winner here. I mean, it's down the word. It's down the most. Let's bring on our next guest here. Uh, this is a depressing segment. Thanks for that. <laughs> I thought it'd be fun. And, the and ugliest no, charts I, out there. I had fun. All right. All right. Let's bring in our next guest, Jay Woods, uh, Chief Market Strategist at Drive Wealth, also a Executive Floor Director at the New York Stock Exchange. Uh, let's, give, let's give him the special intro. Jay Woods, welcome to the jungle. How are we doing? Wow, that was a special intro. I, I like the last segment. Uh, that was, uh, you Thank know, you. you just turn them upside down, they look like great charts. That's, uh, you know. Well, do you have wanna... any suggestions? Uh, there are too <laughs> many suggestions, unfortunately. As a technician, I've been looking at nothing but downtrends. So uh, we, we like to look at the ones that are breaking those downtrends, starting to base, turning around. But uh, your, your long-term Apple, there you go. There, there's your pretty chart. But, there uh, we go. That's it. That's you, it. We just rattle off. I mean, we could just go back and forth for an hour and, uh, you know, mishmash with different uh, charts that look disgusting. <laughs> look, G, G, I'll give you GMBL. Look at that chart. And they just don't throw up on your dough. Uh, we've, uh, had, but, uh, uh, we've had GMBM. There's GMBM. not enough time in the day, Jay, I'm afraid, to go I, through all these I ugly know, charts. I know. I know. Let me, hey, let me apologize before... We have a technical difficulty. Uh, my tripod is a little shaky, so if I just collapse, it's not because there's an earthquake at the New York Stock Exchange. It's because I am not as tech savvy as most people are when it comes. I appreciate to the heads up because I I would have assumed earthquake at the New York Stock Exchange. So yeah, the market that. could have sold off, and they thought something yeah. was going on. But okay, uh, it, I it, is, it. it is great to talk to you guys, and uh, you know I can't wait to. See what the, you guys want okay. to chat about. It's always so fun. So let's let's just talk overall market here for a second. I mean, a yeah. lot of different things happening. You have Powell speaking. You got 
um, uh, um, uh, Loretta Mester saying that inflation is probably going to be like a permanent, could be a permanent thing. You've got uh, rumors of a deal with Iran, but the White House says not so fast, so not quite sure what's going on there. Uh, what is your take on just like the overall market right now? Well, I think you just nailed it. Like we're going from headline to headline to headline. And uh, before I walked off the floor or up from the floor to here, the market was down. Now we're up. Now we're flat. And what was what caused us to rally just recently? A headline that there may be peace talks, that there are like a ceasefire. Yeah. We're going to evacuate yeah. some cities and we start again. And that is exactly what's happening. We're watching headline to headline to headline, but we're doing it in a trading range. Granted, the trading range is a little wider. So uh, those traders that are trying to capture every swing may be having a lot of fun, a lot of headaches at the same time. Uh, you mentioned uh, Fed President just spoke. Um, I like to focus on Chairman Powell. He's more structured when he speaks. Uh, the Fed Chairman, when they when they go, the Fed Presidents, when they go to other venues to talk, uh, it gets people jittery. Are they on the same page? Are they not on the same page? Um, I like to focus on uh, Jay Powell and what he's saying, because when he talks, he, he, he's boring, he's telegraphed, he's transparent. It's not always right. Uh, you know, let's We can talk about transitory all you want. Uh, they have been behind the curve, but he calms the markets. And when he spoke yesterday, we got that calming effect. So when he says yesterday uh, that, yeah, we were we were definitely going to raise, uh, raise rates a quarter point before the uh, the war in Ukraine, and now we're probably still going to do that and we'll have to recess anything beyond that. He's a, he is but one voice in the room, but you're taking that as as pretty firm. I, I take it as firm and I, it gives him yeah. wiggle room. Uh, it gives him, you know, he, he talked well, we could, we'll act further. So he was still hawkish. Uh, he didn't throw off a half a point hike down the road. Um, yeah. And then he also gave himself wiggle room to the downside. Well, Russia, Ukraine, we're going to see what kind of economic impact it has. So, you know, while he telegraphed the next move coming up in a week and a half or two weeks, uh, he gave himself a lot of rope going forward. And, and he's, he's a pro at doing this. And it's when we have those gaps between Fed meetings, uh, like we had January, February, that we see some angst and volatility. And when those Fed presidents speak, and they don't seem like they're on the same page, it, it could cause some uh, some movement right. in the market. What about oil here, Jay? I mean, yeah. oil doing all sorts of crazy things. It's not just oil. It's the whole commodity space. Uh, it's, it's, it's wheat. Yep. It's, it's corn. It's everything. Corn, yeah. Um, I, I, is it just wait for the next hemline? Is that all you can do? But like, but you're you're a technical guy. So how do yeah. you approach this? Okay, well, let's go back a step. Yes, yeah. the headlines are what the traders are watching. That's what we talk about down here. That's what grabs our attention. But the bigger yeah. picture, January 24th, February 24th. So God knows what March 24th is going to bring. I didn't know this was a significant date, but uh, January 24th, we had that low at help. And, you know, you look at significant moves to the downside, and this is a technician. You, I like to see a retest. I like to see constructive rallies. And we didn't get that with COVID, but that sell-off was dramatic and nothing like we've ever seen before. I mean, we were hearkening back to the Great Depression before, you know, I was even a glint in my grandfather's eye at that point. Um, and now what do we do? We, we, we rally, we retest. And that February 24th, that day, and we can talk about that day and the sentiment down here in, in a little bit, but that day we had broken down the day before. Um, every technician is, you know, I, I did the same thing. I looked at Fibonacci yeah. levels. I looked at support levves All right, 4,300 levels, not holding. We broke that low. But 
the way we sold off into the news, the news event happened, meaning Russia did invade Ukraine and, and rallied. That close, that 4,300 level on February 24th is a key level that a lot of us are watching down here. I'm personally watching it. Um, you know, was it a fake out to the downside? No, but it's a constructive double bottom. Is it the bottom? I'm not going to go out and make that call, but it sure feels like that could be the bottom. And I like this sideways action. If we're going to go headline to headline, it, it can be stressful. It can be a pain. But the long-term thesis that we're trying to put in that bottom is still in play. Uh, but we know it, it, people aren't going to call this a bear market. But if you follow the NASDAQ, guess what? It was a bear market. S&P was down 14%. We are in correction phase still. But we're still in that bear market. So sentiment is sell the rips you know not really buy the dips although this one held and that's good now we just need to you know chop a little bit and i think you know we're going to move on headlines we're going to move on oil i think the news out of iran uh you know that kind of eased you know the commodity in itself a little bit uh we'll see how constructive it is over the long term but um i think that spike in oil may have topped over the near term and that will give us pause and if it can you know, flow back to 100, that would be fantastic. And if you asked us a month ago if we'd be happy about $100 oil, we'd be looking at each other yeah, like we but, were crazy. But isn't the scary thing that the longer, the the long, the long higher the oil market goes, the, or this is almost because this may seem like an obvious thing, but like the, the longer yeah. it goes, the, cra the crazier it could get. And then there's no tell there's no telling how high it could go, right? Like a lot of people are like oil at a hundred, oil at one oh five, oil at one ten, one fifteen, it can't go above one fifteen, surely. Um the longer it goes on though, the crazier it's liable to get. You no, know, it could go above one fifteen and we're in the process yeah. of a nice spike. I know, I was, we could have a super yeah. spike. I I know, I know. Yeah. And then you, you throw out crazy things like nuclear war and you know, yeah, you, you, I, know. You, I, I know I but we have a madman in Russia who has thrown that term out there and yeah it's gonna get us jittery of course it's gonna get us jittery and oil could have that super spike but historically looking back on these things they're short-lived they're fast they're furious they're awful um, I know the gas prices tend to spike going into the summer holidays and finally cool out I don't know if that's going to be the case this time. If it is, we have a ways to go. I, I paid another 20 cents more uh, you know, Wednesday versus Thursday at the pump in New Jersey, and, and now they're going to take my, my gas attendant away, I'm hearing, too, which that, that could be a whole nother. Whoa, you know, wait, 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 wait. I'm you in New Jersey. I'm a New Jersey native. Hold on now. Yeah. yeah Hold yeah. on now. You, you can't just say that, and, and they're taking away the gas attendants? No one else cares but people that live in New Jersey. But yes, it's it's being discussed in New Jersey circles, New Jersey congressional circles. It could drop the price of uh, gas at the pump by 15 cents. That that's a drop in the bucket. But um, it, it's one of those things that's being discussed, and uh, you know we'll see. Plus, they're having trouble finding people to fill those jobs. If you can believe that. Or that's not. half uh, the charm of New Jersey. Is we don't pump our own gas. Yeah, some people. That's say half it's the, the charm of the state. I know. That's I know. true. It's our it's our only charm. That's true. No, no. 
I'll never, you know, I used to make fun of New Jersey when I grew up in Philadelphia, but now that I have three New Jersey kids and a Jersey girl, <laughs> I, I try to behave yeah. and be nice. Yeah, that's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah. Jay, I, so it's one thing to get your opinion, but I'm curious to get like the opinions like from the, your clients, people you're talking to. What are they saying? What are they asking you right now? And, and can you gauge their general mood? Yeah, you know, it's it's concern, it's 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 uncertainty because none of us know, none of us have the answers how this is going to play out. Yeah. Um, when I talk to people, we, like we just did with the overall market, put it in perspective. What and and you know, you've had Ryan Dietrich on your show many times, oh, and yeah. he put out a great chart about different crises and how we've you know actually done all right as these things happen. Now yep. it's a minor crises in the grand scheme of things, thinking. Russia's got the 11th largest economy in the world, so they're really not that big of a player in the scheme of things. And God knows what their economy is after uh, the devaluation of the ruble and all the sanctions we've put on them. And then oil inflows to this country it affects Europe a hell of a lot more than it affects the United States. I think our inflows are somewhere south of 10%. I think it's the 8% range. Um, so it, when you when you talk to people on the floor, when you talk to people that are yeah. investing, uh, you know, you try to be calm. I mean, I can't be the one running around screaming, oh, my God, it's the end of the world. Then, then I'm not doing my job. As, as someone that's been down here for 30 years and seen a lot, and if anyone says they've seen it all, they're, they're out of their minds because now I'm looking at, you know, in my studies, I'm like, okay, how do we do in World War One, World War Two? Two years ago, I'm looking back to, you know, the, the last plague we had in 1919. Yeah. So you yeah. don't know what the next big thing is going to be. But you have to be calm. You have to take that long-term approach. And sometimes, as sad as it sounds, these are buying opportunities. When everyone, and this is the old cliche, and I use it all the time, when everyone's running out of the market, this is when you have to stand there and buy. Maybe it's my market maker mentality being the other side of these trades. But over yeah. the long-term, the long-term investors, you know, just just ride this out. It's giving you a buying opportunity over the long-term. I was talking to a commodities professional yesterday, and she said, I've lost count of the number of black swan events in the last two years. It literally, it's a, never, it's a never-ending stream. And the whole idea of a black swan event is they're rare, and, mm -hmm. and, and, and you don't see them coming. And you it's never been, see it's them a, a never-ending parade of black swan. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, Jay, I, I know you really can't talk like specific stocks or anything like that, but, it, but is there any specific um, area of the market outside of commodities that you think deserves extra focus? Is it emerging markets right now? Is it something else? Well, uh, emerging markets, uh, I've been talking about Brazil for two months now, and I continue to think that's a pocket of strength. Um, but uh, the, the sector that I, I like there, too, I like it's boring. I mean, boring is back. That's been the theme this year. It continues to be the theme. Um, you know, those high, you know, the, the growth, uh, I'm sorry, the value dividend plays. Uh, right now, the insurance sector, IAK, is the index for insurance stocks. And those are stocks that made recent highs and are pulling back in a nice uptrend. That's where I like. I like the strength we're seeing. And then I like the return to, not the return to work, but the return to vacation. The hotel stocks have been acting phenomenal. Uh, they've been pulling back, you know, and I'll name them, Hyatt, Hilton, um, uh, Marriott, of course. The, these are stocks. There isn't an ETF I can find that really just represents them. So um, I'm sure you guys deal with it all the wait, time. Wait, wait. I think there is. There is. It's new, though. It's, um, it, or maybe it's, it was just a it, it, there is a new one, and uh, it's it's not. It sounds like travelers, but it's not TRV, obviously. Um, and embeds is an interesting one, BEDZ. Um, but there aren't enough that are focused, in my opinion, that don't separate the cruisers, the jets, 
and the hotels. But, uh, you know, Expedia bookings are interesting stocks. Airbnb, um, fundamentally, I love the story there. Technically, it still has some work to do. But um, Hyatt, Marriott, and and Hilton look phenomenal. And then some of the gaming stocks are starting to put in those constructive bases that we like to see, uh, whether it's win or even a DraftKings is trying. Uh, you know, it still has work to do, but it's constructive. And these are things that I like to focus on. Nice. All right. Jay Woods, chief market strategist at Drive Wealth. He's also the executive floor governor at the New York Stock Exchange, joining us from the the balcony there, as you can see. Uh, so, Jay, I guess uh, heading back down there and uh, get in on the action. Thanks for coming on Benzing Alive today. I always appreciate talking to you guys, and uh, I'd love to come back sometime. Take it easy. Have a good one, sir. All righty. Um, hey, 117 now as we keep an eye on things. And, yes, New Jersey still has gas attendance, although apparently not for long. I did not learn how to pump my own gas until I went to college. Fact. I think Oregon's like that too. I think when you just said I think, 117. I think Nebraska also is PM, 117 p.m. Eastern time. I yes. thought you were saying 117 oil price. I was like, no, oh, no, no, holy no, no, shit, something no. happened. Nope. Um, there is there there is a um, a new ETF that is only focused on hotels. I I don't think it's even out yet though. I think that's what is it called? Oh. Wait, is is it H is it HST, or not 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 HOTL right? Is it HOTL? Wait, it might be HOTL. Hold on, I'm looking at what's an Kelly Hotel and Lodging Sector ETF. It yeah, looks like it doesn't trade though. Oh, that 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 may be the problem. <laughs> yeah, like there's no liquidity or something. If, if, if it's not, oh, if it's closed, then I mean, like, yeah. So it's top holdings. Well, it has Airbnb. It's Marriott, Hilton, Airbnb, Vici, Hyatt. All right. Um, Never, I don't like. I don't like using that site. What's um, what's just H O T? Isn't that a ticker? No. I don't, I don't know what H O T is. I guess not. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, Christopher Shin, not my home state, man. New Jersey only smells during low tide. I'll have you know. And it's only a small part of the state. The rest of it is great. No picking on New Jersey. It's too easy. Says, All right. says the guy from the Ozarks. Uh, no, I'm not from the Ozarks. I'm just from the state that also <laughs> has, that also has the Ozarks. Um, we've got trivia coming up in about ten minutes. Oh, as I forgot all about Spencer that. Mentioned. We have, some, we have more, things, more things to get to. Cannabis themed. Yeah, uh, we'll be joined by Javier, who is amazing. Javier Haas, the guy who like single handedly. No, not single handedly, but he had a huge hand in building our, our cannabis website, our cannabis news presence. Um, yeah. So he's been covering. If you want to know about cannabis, Javier Haas, he wrote a book about it, uh, but he's been covering the business of cannabis probably for like 10 years. So he is the guy. He knows everything about everyone. Yeah. If you just Google cannabis journalist, like Javi pops up with like Hunter S. Thompson and like someone else really pretty cool i didn't even know that sweet yeah. uh, okay we got a lot of things to get to before we do trivia i totally forgot about that uh first thing i want to do is i want to bring on this chart that i saw this morning um let me find it first <laughs> might take me a second there we go okay so we know that the crypto brokers um you know are what it just that just reminded me this is real quick because we mentioned this yesterday yeah yep. and i don't want you to lose your train of thought but uh, i was I'm, talking I'm about 
um, how crypto is having a moment right now with the war. But one thing, and there are a lot of, say, like Russian oligarchs who may want to be moving their money out of Russian assets, whether those yes. are Russian equities, Russian bonds, whatever they are, into crypto. Yes. Um, the problem is once you try to exchange that crypto for a currency that is done by an exchange like Coinbase, whoever they, it is. They, they can block they can block. Not only on can they, well, they are, uh, at least in the U.S., required to abide by sanctions. So it's not a matter of if these companies will. Can I ask why you have to even exchange in the first place? Like if I'm some Russian oligarch. Well, because it has no... What, what are you going to do with the Bitcoin? How You can't spend it. You want to put it in U.S. dollars. I mean, if they want to go buy... Well, new, you can't spend oh, it. You can't spend it. Right. That's why you need to exchange it. But these guys, a lot of this stuff isn't money that's being spent anyway. Right? Correct. So Correct. That's just the, the, the one thing to this whole idea of Russian oligarchs going out, or whoever, Russian people, it doesn't have to be oligarchs, going out and buying crypto as a safe haven, can run into issues when they go to exchange <laughs> e that. E Easy Mike is right. Yo, Credit Suisse is oh, so fucked. screwed. They're fucked. They are so freaking screwed. Wait, Talk about ugly charts. Wait, too. now, I, now I'm, I'm lost my train of thought now. I, I'm, I want to pull that Credit Suisse chart because... Credit Suisse might be royally like effed. Of all the big banks here, they're the they preemptively. You know it's bad when you have to preemptively say that it's going to be bad. Well, uh, they. I, I saw a headline yesterday. I didn't really like look into it, but that Credit Suisse may have more like loans out to Russian people that they haven't previously. Disclosed. Oh my gosh! Like, yeah. Well, look at the Credit Suisse chart. They just fired a bunch of people for the Archegos thing. Their head of risk just got booted. They're going to be screwed again. This gap, that was Archegos a year ago. Oh, should we should we buy puts? I I, I kind of wonder how expensive they are. I'm sure they're jacked. Yeah, I mean the the oh we've had Evan on the show before. Yeah. Um, the only thing I don't like about buying puts like here buying buying puts on essentially anything that has already been beaten down because of russia uk it's not a not a prudent just, russia ukraine yeah because it, it's just yeah i mean we get good news on the war that you are losing money and it's like who, who wants to be in that in that boat so um i don't know i mean i'm 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 sitting here like betting against world war three um, right. wait we have some headlines here that that i want to just mention um the White House just said that the U.S. does not have a strategic interest in reducing the global energy supply. Oh, I'm actually just getting word that Javi's status is questionable. It'll be a right. game time decision. All right, that's weird. Um, and yeah, the, so the idea of the uh, this deal with the idea of a deal with Iran is is out there now. But now you've had several reports now throwing cold water on that, saying that we are not the the the, the nuclear deal with Iran is is not. Done, signed, sealed, delivered. We, yeah. See, there we go. The headline just came through. Nobody can say the deal is done. Until, yeah, there's still issues, but the idea is out there now. I understood it as like that we we were moving off the headline just that those talks were yeah, like but happened. I, I, ne I never was it, you know I never read it as like this is a done deal. But once you put the idea into the ether, then it's then then it's it might as well it might as well be done. You know what I mean? Like, because one once the idea is out there, then then it's it's a distinct possibility. People just assume it's going to happen if you put it out there. Yeah, John, that's my that's my question as well. Um, 
not 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 our friend i can tell you that so uh, what i wanted to bring up before we got sidetracked on credit suisse here was this chart that i saw this morning we know that the crypto exchanges are correlated to to um to the price of cryptos i did not realize though just how strongly correlated the price of crypto is to new account activities this is a chart the data is from um let me actually get my tab over. The data is called, uh, well, the data is from, the charts from Morgan Stanley, and they got their data from the block. And the 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 uh, yellowish gold line there, that's the price of Ethereum. And the blue bars are the number of you new DeFi users as measured by the number of new unique addresses. So it's new users in blue, price of Ethereum um, uh, in in gold. And you can just see that they, they track they, there is like a one-to-one correlation here that as the price of Ethereum goes, uh, DeFi activity follows. I did not realize that they were that closely correlated. And also, look at the massive downtrend. I mean, the Ethereum's come well off its highs. So this should, I, again, I, I just didn't realize that the, the correlation was the strongest. This should equate to um even more weakness going forward if the price of ethereum stays down in the whatever crypto exchange stocks that there are right coinbase is, is the one that comes to mind but Robinhood as well um so and again it, it, it's it, it's amazing how this looks right the like ethereum hits uh like tops out look the, right after that is when the new activity tops out it's just the, the spikes in blue follow the spikes in gold i just thought that was incredible so look how far it's come down in the last couple in the last couple of uh uh couple months here just dramatic yeah I, and my only thoughts on that is i assume it'd be similar in the equities market that in times we've seen the markets you know the s p 500 absolutely ripping our times that more and more retail investors are creating brokerage accounts it just makes logical sense right uh yes when when there's a when there's big people people chase price right that's the that's yeah, the, yeah exactly it's just the, the, the the psychological aspect of that right yep. and it's exponential too right if ethereum is moving up a lot more people are going to be talking about it more people are going to want to create uh, accounts to purchase ethereum and it's the same way with equities if if stocks are going up more people are talking you know i mean um i i would be surprised if it were any any different um okay so i wanted to bring that chart up and then we got to do a quick crypto update as well yeah um, on topic let's stay on topic. yeah let's stay on topic here and let's let's bring up the heat map and look at look at some crypto. of course my heat map is not up so let me get that going right now uh by the way if you missed the top of the show we are doing a crypto giveaway I'm going to put the link in the chat again. It's through Facebook. Here's how you enter the contest, the giveaway. We're giving away $100 of crypto uh, of, of, um, of Doge or Sheeb, one or the other, to five people who like our page and comment on the post. So link is in chat right now. Check it out. All right, let's bring up the heat map. Da-da-da-da. Where's my heat? There it is. All right. Ikes. All right. So, wow. Yesterday was a Christmas tree. 
Yesterday was solidly mixed. Uh, today is much more what we're used to in the past few weeks, which is you're either all green or you're all red. Interesting that um, Cosmos is up <laughs> today. Yeah, your soul, your flight to safety in, in, oh, yes. in crypto. Oh, yes. Cosmos is your flight to safety coin, apparently, now. Um, I'm still not changing. Like, I'm still just dollar cost averaging. Every single month, I buy a little bit more and a little bit more. Automatic payments. I'm not doing anything crazy. Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana. That's what I've got. And I will continue to build positions in those. That's that's my that's my take. Nothing's changing. I just like to look to see if there's new coins on the heat map and uh, nothing new here. So, wait, what's CRO? That's no, that's been there. Uh, yeah, nothing new. Nothing new. How long can Dogecoin hang up like this? I mean, I I remember twenty being like the big level, twenty cents. How long has it been since we've been there? It's been a minute. It's been at least what a few months since we've been at twenty cents in Dogecoin. Yeah, Doge has not been uh, not uh, been performing well. Although it has been, I mean, it hasn't been crashing to, to Doge. No, it's only it's only at twelve. Only right. Yeah. Um. Wait, I'm just trying to catch up on the chat. Is the whitelist thing still going? I don't know what the whitelist thing is. Should I know what that is? By the way, our crypto updates are brought to you by Voyager. You want some free Bitcoin? You can get free Bitcoin. If you if free sheep and free doge is not, not enough for you, get a free Bitcoin. Go to Voyager, create an account, use the offer code Zing when you sign up, Z-I-N-G. Fund your account with $100 and make a trade, a single trade, and they will give you $50 worth of Bitcoin. And then exchange that Bitcoin if you want. Not if you're in Russia, obviously. Goes without saying. Sorry. Okay. Um, there was one more thing I want to talk about. But I'm being told, I think, in the background. Is trivia ready, Rohan? Do we have... Trivia itself is ready. The participants aren't necessarily. But if we want to start it with just us, that's fine. Well, let's wait for Javi. Can we uh, wait for Javi? Is that a yeah, thing? We never got confirmation from Javi. Yeah. I mean, he might be able to join in a couple of minutes. I haven't heard, but if we want to hold it back like five minutes. All right. Let's wait. For, let's see if we can wait for Javi. Then then let's do some more. We didn't really cover that many like individual stock. Well, I want to look at I want to look at Chevron real quick, Spencer, because right. I think I should have bought that today. Kind of similar with Lockheed Martin. I think if we fail to make new highs could be setting up for a short and i'm not saying like oh like chevron stock is going to crash but it's due for uh you know three four five dollar pullback and uh a big catalyst could be that iran deal i mean if, if we get news that that deal goes through and we're able to um you know import some energy from iran whatever that looks like gosh i, I would see chevron stock drop in five percent right on that headline Three yeah. to five percent. Yeah. Hey guys, by the way, do you, you know that Aaron TikTok is Aaron TikTok. Aaron Brew is famous on TikTok now. I wouldn't say that. Yes. TikTok getting. I posted a video on TikTok yesterday from Benzinga's account that has like two hundred fifty thousand views. Oh yeah. That's and, not, and, it, and it's two seconds long. It's the it's best. Not, it's the best kind of video. It's not that. The best it's content. Not that much for TikTok. You're right. People it's not. Have like, yeah, I know it's not. I know. All right, back to Chevron. Um, my concern here is. So so far, all the like the major um, European 
oil and gas companies have divested or announced they're, they are divesting their stakes in, in, in Russian companies. Um, what kind of exposure to Russian oil do these companies have? I don't know. Maybe it's none. But I haven't actually spent the time to, to, to look into this. But, like, you, you look at Chevron, you look at Exxon. I guess the market is saying there is none, right? Easy, Mike. Are you saying that the— Whoa, that seems high Are to you me. saying that so, that so the put contracts will be really expensive right now? I, that, isn't that what that implies? Is that's what that implies? Yeah, yeah, no, hundred yeah. percent. I just don't know. I mean, I, I, that's the only way I would be trying to play Chevron right now is looking. How about and Zen, uh, Juan asked about Vale. Uh, we're going to talk Vale um, with Edwin Dorsey on the show next week. But how is Vale doing? Well, on this show? Yeah. Oh, cool. We're getting Edwin back on. Yep. Yep. Oh, yeah. He did a short report on Vale. I don't think it was a short report. Oh, he's long Vale. Oh, wait, no. He did a short report. He did a report on the other veil. Why do I always do that? Oh, on Mountain Resorts? Yeah, forget that. Oh, I want to tune in for that. I was just there. It's coming on the show. All right. You, you can be here for it. What? Did we get any headlines in the past, like, five minutes? I see... So many headlines. That's the problem. I see the cues have taken a, a little... I don't know if it's just a natural pullback or what. Uh, let's bring up a chart. Where's my chart? You see the cues have pulled back? How's Kathy doing today? Hmm. I mean, to me, Easy Mike, the puts don't look that crazy expensive. Like, I can go a week out on Chevron, look at the 155. They're about three bucks. So, if I was expecting Chevron, I mean, my break even price there would be right around 152. It's not like a crazy move. I get it. They're probably more expensive than they typically are for Chevron, but. I mean, look, when a stock up 15% in the last week, a stock like Chevron that doesn't typically move like that, and it makes sense why, fundamentally, all these oil prices rising, uh, no end in sight right now, but it goes back to the whole thing. We're one headline away from uh, from the oil trade falling through. Is it me or does ARKK look like it wants to go back to that low, that that 24th low? The the fifty seven dollar low. Oh, when uh, Kathy called the bottom. No, that was the day before that. <laughs> that was she called the bottom at at sixty, <laughs> and then within twenty four hours, and it went to fifty fifty four. Oh man. Um. And then I it came up earlier. I have not looked at the Robinhood chart in in literally weeks, Aaron. I I just want to see what it's at. Eleven dollars. I'm surprised that didn't make an appearance. Yo, you've got a very definable out here. You know? If you want to take a long, easy out. Definable out. What's the, what's that low? 994? What's that low? 993. That's easy. You want to take a trade and risk a couple dollars on the downside? I mean, it's a lot to risk, sure. But definable out on Robinhood. Someone just mentioned R- uh, RKT, which I'm still. Uh, oh wow! And then that was, was that off UWMC. No, they they had, they they just reported UWMC. They're not playing. They're not. Wow. Damn, Rocket's been really strong the past few days. Yeah, yeah. Someone call Jay upstairs. See if we can get him down here. I mean, I think this company is still way undervalued. Well, I've I've never understood the market hate for it because 
you, you talk about like companies that like are at the top of their industry. Like I, like I generally, as a rule of thumb, I like companies that are like at the, the, the top of their industry or their sector. Rocket Mortgage, Quicken Loans is at the top of of their, they issue like more loans than damn near anyone, right? Um, but the market doesn't like it. I mean, the market hated it. Although that would probably be solved if they like did a big fat dividend raise. I feel like that would solve that. Um, oh, they might have a special dividend. Oh shoot! Well, I, I should be able to see that in the news feed. Um, this is from their earnings report. Yeah, a special dividend of a dollar and one cents. Okay, what's the ex div date there? Now let's go hunting. Do 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 do. Let's go into the um. Let's go here. Well, no, actually, it should be. It actually should be in the calendar. Well, I'm not sure about special dividends. Let's find out. They're paying out a special dividend on March 8th. Oh, that's the X date. March 8th is your X dividend date. So if you want to own, if you want to get that dividend, that $1.01 per share special dividend, that's a nice fat dividend. A nice fat dividend. Wow. Um, you have to own the stock by March eighth. That's the that's the ex dividend date. So that's that's what this is. There's people doing just straight up dividend capture. Huh. I didn't know about the special divvy. Um what does Oh the ex dividend's tomorrow? Wait a minute. Oh wait, what tomorrow's the fourth? Wait, the ex, when's what day of the week is the eighth? Let me get a calendar. Monday. Up. Or no, Tuesday. No, that would make sense then, because it's it's two days. Wait a minute. Now I'm confused. Yeah. If the if the eighth is a Tuesday, then it's yeah, and it's T plus two into that. So you go back two days, so yeah, it would be tomorrow. Okay, you're right. So yeah, maybe part of the thing with Rocket the stock is that like the it they went public as such an established company, like you said, a leader in their field. Like they have a very defined revenue model, defined revenue. They're not like a growth play, but then in terms of being a value play, there are other names that true, offer true. So like so a bigger dividend. So just to clarify, if any trade settles two days later there's t plus two settlement then you need to have the trade settled in your account by the x dividend date which is tuesday i'm trusting it's tuesday i don't know what day what day the eighth is if you say it's tuesday i'm choosing to believe you i don't that, know that means you go back to trade i have date. no clue how i would find that out go to look at a calendar oh i'm assuming tuesday is the eighth okay if tuesday is the eighth that means you have to um go back two days so Friday, so Monday, Friday, and then you have to own the stock tomorrow. Tomorrow, that's what has to happen. So you get a lot of people buying this for the dividend. Uh, speaking of revenue, so I saw this yesterday, and we haven't talked about uh, any earnings reports. Well, I guess we kind of touched. No, on we AIs. didn't. We didn't talk about anything. I, I want to. I want to. Snowflake. Uh, we, we we can still hit on it. Here's what I was yeah. going to pull up, and I don't know, Spencer, if you've ever seen the show. What Silicon Valley? I have the whole thing. 
Um, so Adam Singer, who is a good good follow on Twitter, he was recently at Google. Um, he's a digital marketing guy, but um, he, he's just like well in touch with like the real Silicon Valley. I'm gonna play this video. Wait, is my audio is it gonna work if I play this video? Uh, I don't know. Basically, he's saying Snow has six thousand customers. Uh, they're doing well. Revenue grew over a hundred percent year over year. Shares are down 30% after hours because their rocket ship is only going like 98% of ludicrous speed now. So basically, he's calling out the idea that revenue is not that revenue is a revenue is never a bad thing, but just that for some reason, investors a lot of times will overlook revenue and instead look at the growth rate and say, um, you know, you're not growing at 150% year over year like you once were. And on the other side of it, it's like, yeah, but look how much money we're making. Um, so I thought this clip was funny. Let's try to play. I don't know if it'll work. Richard, one potential issue, our hosting fees could become a challenge as we scale. Right. But we can offset a lot of that once we get a few customers and start a subscription revenue model. What? No. No, 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 no revenue. I'll call you back. What? Why would you go after revenue? Because to make money? No. If you show revenue, people will ask how much, and it will never be enough. The company that was the 100x or the 1,000x or becomes the 2x dog. But if you have no revenue, you can say you're pre-revenue. You're a potential pure play. It's not about how much you earn. It's about what you're worth. And who's worth the most? Companies that lose money. Pinterest, Snapchat, no revenue. Amazon has lost money every fucking quarter for the last 20 fucking years, and that Bezos motherfucker is the king. The king. There's no revenue. No one wants to see revenue. Go. Oh, uh, I, ju- I just thought that mainly the goal of companies is to make money. Yeah, no, 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 that's not how it works. I don't want to make a little bit of money every day. I love I it. Make a I love it. Of money all at once. ROI. Yeah. Yeah, so he's yep. basically saying he wants to make all his money all at once. He wants to get the valuation and just get bought out or, or, or cash out on the IPO and take all his money. Um, but essentially the idea is that once once – you are bringing in revenue. It's never like like he said. Like you once you were once a ten x grower. Now Snowflake only had two x revenue over the last year. Oh my God, they they grew their revenue only a hundred percent over the last year, and the stock's down twenty percent today. Dude, the market can be fickle, man. I mean, just just like it's not Zoom's fault that they pulled ahead three years worth of growth at one time in one quarter, right? Like for for all we know, Zoom was on track to grow at a relatively stable rate, you know, every quarter for the next four years. That got totally screwed up. Not their fault. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I it comes down to I guess buy good companies, companies where you trust the leadership. I don't, I don't know. Um, and and just just to put just to put a bow on the rocket thing. Yeah, if, if you're buying Rocket and you don't know, you don't realize that the price of Rocket is going to go down on Tuesday by the value of the dividend, then you're in for a rude awakening. Nothing in life is free. You, you, you don't just get a free dividend. It's not how it works. Um, I don't know what's going on in the markets. Powell said something, what, but the, I don't know. Not, not, not looking too great. On, I'm trying to, the problem with, when we do the show is we only have one freaking screen up at all times and it's like hard to track things. Do we have trivia? Do we have Javi? What's going on over there? Uh, no Javi, but you have trivia if you want it. 
All right, I thought we were doing trivia because Javi wanted to join. I thought that was the point. Yeah, that's what I thought. All right, but, so uh, let's 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 just maybe we postpone the trivia to tomorrow if Javi is not going to join us. Um, well, tomorrow's a jam-packed show because we're also yeah gonna... we don't really have the time tomorrow. All right, you know what? Then we're doing trivia. Uh, yeah, Shelly tom- got Apple calls. Tom- Shelly, I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, Apple's gone down a couple bucks in the last like ten minutes. I'm trying to see if there's any news or if this is just a, a sellback on the. Or a sell off on the chart, but um, yeah, I, I got into some $170 Apple calls that expired next Friday. Um, basically, my thesis is just that Apple's gotten too cheap here and people are going to fly to Apple. I mean, the way I see it, if markets, well, I mean, if the markets get hit, Apple will be down. Let's be real, Apple is the biggest holding within Spy. Um, but as people look for more safer stocks in this time, uh, I think Apple's one of those names that that people would just flock to. Uh, one thing I want to say that I we do, we do a poor job of of promoting uh, our our own dog food uh, on this show is uh, Benzinger Pro guys. Uh, if you want a twenty five percent off discount on Benzinger Pro, that's that's what this platform is. That's what we, Aaron and I use every single day, all day. Um, it's the only thing I use really during the show. Um, I'm gonna, I just put the link in the chat. Um, that link gets you, and it's also in the description of this video. But here, let me do it one more time, actually. Uh, that link I just posted gets you 25% off a Benzinga Pro subscription. Check it out. Seriously. You've got squawk, charts, news, SEC filings, uh, fundamental research, balance sheets, company, company information. I mean, it's all there. Screeners, scanners, movers, you name it. It's literally all in this plan. And it's always getting better, too. So calendars. Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Watch lists, movers tools, news, Aaron Thomas, what do you want, man? He's trying I, to sign language. He just asked me if I want to okay. split his Coke with him. Coca-Cola. Um, Soda. Yeah, okay. Um, Seriously, 25% off. Check it out. The link is in the chat and the description. Oh, Golden Cross is saying, what about Apple not selling in Russia, AB? Dude, Apple makes oh, come on. so the, the, the exposure, money. most of these companies have so little exposure to Russia, it's, it, it's not notable. It is uh, honestly, Shelly. I I don't know. I don't think that's really a positive catalyst. I bet whatever Apple announced. I mean, Apple hasn't really announced anything like that amazing that it's going to rise the stock. And I don't know. This so, is not the the iPhone event. Uh, I, wait, aren't iPhone events always in September? Um, did I did I did I make that up? Dude, I don't know. I thought iPhone events were in September. They're I don't in the know. fall. Either way, I think the past few times we've seen this Apple events, like the one day. Yeah, Randy's saying they are. Um, yeah, because okay. they come out. They come then. They come out in like November, right before the holidays. Oh, it, uh, it's going to be an iPad. Is that what? Is that what they're going to? Well, remember the one last year was that they announced like no, Air Tags and. Uh... I, I understand that they do other stuff, other events, but Shelly's comment said they're expected to show off the iPhone SE. I thought that they only did iPhone launches in September, and the other um, events that they do, the other product events, are for their other products. But, but that's weird. Here's well, okay. Here's the thing. So what Apple's gonna 
unveil on March 8th yep. is a new iPhone SE, which is taking like an older model, a smaller iPhone with the new operating system. It's not that they're announcing the iPhone 14. It's just that they're announcing like a new All right. That's type weird. of iPhone. Okay. They, they've a, released the SE previously on like non-September dates. Right. Oh. So this isn't like Apple's new iPhone. It's just okay. kind of like a new product offering. Okay. Um, Pedro, I, I mean, come on. iPhones are trash. Come on. Uh, you, I, I bet when you text, it's green. But when you text, it's green. And that's, that's annoying. Hey, they, yeah, I mean, they did an, announce compatibility for iMessage and uh, Android now. There's a never-ending stupid, stupid inside joke. Not even a joke, just a never-ending, a running joke in this group chat that I'm in where one person has an Android, and so whenever someone likes, you know... Oh, it shows up as a text. It shows up as a text, and then that will start a chain of people liking the likes and liking the liking the likes and liking the liking the likes. Oh, the God. Likes. That's it's very irritating. That's annoying. I hate my friends sometimes. Uh, <laughs> let's just do trivia, all right? I don't think Javier can join us today, which is really a real bummer, but we don't have time on tomorrow's show. We don't have time tomorrow because tomorrow we're doing a special segment. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but tomorrow we're doing a special remote segment. One of us will be doing this show, part of the show, from somewhere else, not this desk. Oh, I thought you were saying we were going to test out like a bunch of remotes or something. Oh, that'd no, be cool, too. That's not what remote, remote means in this context. So let's do trivia right now. We have 10 minutes left. Let's do some cannabis trivia. Let's give away some swag. We're on. Can we get it started, please? Oh, yeah. wait, Shelly, when you tag Javi in the chat, did it, did it work? Is he in the chat? Is Javi, Javier's not here, is he? Is he lurking? Javi! Okay. No, oh, that looks kind of weird. One sec. Whoa! Whoa. It's, it's there. I just got to, you know, do this. Get AT on the stream, too. Can you put, put AT on the ceiling? Cam? Okay, okay. Pedro is asking a good good point. What is trivia? Very simple, right? Huh? This is a game we play once a week. Yeah. Um, you, and you enter the number of the answer that you, see, that you think is correct. So we're going to put questions up on the screen. There's going to be a time limit. You, if you think the answer is number one, you put number one. You enter that in the chat. Ron, are you good to go, man? With Wait, the, is, that, is this true? Is, is, it, Elon, is Elon Musk? The question's on the screen, so you might want to okay. start it. All right. Okay. I didn't know you started. You didn't tell me you started. Which Can't EU, you see it on the screen? Which EU country was the first one to legalize marijuana? Romania, Netherlands, Malta, or Denmark? Oh, my gosh. Frick, I'm not on here on... That, that 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 happened so fast, Rohan. You totally told me to start it. Can we restart? No, well, it's too late for it's that. It's too late for we can't restart it. <laughs> They're all saying two. Yeah, I mean Amsterdam, baby. Uh, no, Amsterdam is not fully legalized, by the way. It's oh. just tolerable. The winner of this will get some free bins and a swag. Malta. I think it might be Romania. I, I I didn't I didn't enter. I didn't guess. I should have guessed. Is it too late for me to guess? I don't think it's too late. Eight, also, seven, I, oh, Pedro, no, this is Pedro's first time here. I wasn't, I was kidding about the phone thing. I have lots, I have lots of, I, have, I swear, I have lots of friends who have Androids. <laughs> some of my best Malta! friends. Some of my best friends have Androids. Yo, who's the one person that just gets Malta? Tiny, of course. Whoa. All right. All right. All right. Question number two here. Eventually. George Washington grew cannabis at Mount Vernon. He called it one of the good stuff. Two salad, three hemp, four ganja. Uh, I'm going to hemp here. So it's got to be salad, right? <laughs> so salad? Well, what's the dressing then? I don't know, but I can just picture. Did George Washington really grow cannabis? Like, is that a confirmed fact? He was a hemp farmer, 
Okay, we'll plant it. There you go. Yeah, I'm sure you might have just given it away. Trade green, trade green. You got to put the number, man, not the word. That the word will not help you. It's keeping score. That's how, that's why we do the numbers. Yeah, it's got to be hemp, right? But I would. I just so wish it was salad. Ganja, that'd be good too. That uh, you know how everything has like a like Wiz Khalifa's weed is called Khalifa Kush. If he had like George Ganja. <laughs> Something. It doesn't quite yeah. have the ring to it. I feel. Uh, we'll, we'll figure something out. George Washington. Wa wa Washington weed. Washington, <laughs> Washington weed is good. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. I, I work here. All right. Um, yeah, that was an easy one. A lot of most of people got that right. Sweet. All right. You want to read the next one, Aaron? Sure. All right. <clears throat> Whenever it comes up. <laughs> if it ever comes up. Do, 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 do. Scientists find that humans used cannabis approximately how many years ago? Was it one, 4,000 years ago? Was it two, 400 years ago? Was it three, 2,500 years ago? Or was it four, 10,000 years ago? When was the first time approximately humans? Well, it didn't say the first time. It just said that they've used All it. Right. Um, I'm going to guess. I don't like this question. I'm going to go with three. I'm going four. Because when in doubt, see your way out. We're going four. That, it's a plant. Isn't that true? It's a plant. Plants have been around for a while. That's true. That's true. Dinosaurs could have been getting high. You don't know. Well, uh, well, humans. I don't know. Some people don't even think humans were around 10,000 years ago. Okay, this is, yeah. I mean, the plant could have been here for a long time. But is that the problem? Is the, the dinosaurs were too high to see the asteroid coming? <laughs> or they just dreamt it. B and Z B Bible. The weed is in the Bible. Is that true? Death. I don't know. Uh, oh, nice. Uh, when, in, when in doubt, see your way out, kids. Works half the time. All right, Ron, is this one you? Sure. All right. Do, 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 do. Ladies and gentlemen, how many U.S. states have legalized cannabis? Oh, man. There's a lot that kind of are wishy-washy oh, How many have legalized it? Nine? 26, 18, or 16? I, I'm assuming the, 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 the question is referring to fully legal, legalized, not like, not just medicinal, not decriminalized, fully That's legalized. What assuming, yes. That's what I'm assuming it means too. In which case, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with four. I put four as well. Yeah. Which... Funny enough, when I was answering this question, even though we're here in 2022, I was shocked that all of these numbers were that high, to be honest. Um, I don't, like, actively keep track of this. I know that we have... I, I feel like nine is relatively realistic. No, I, it, nine's too low. Number one is way too low. Nine's too low. I just think two is just too high as well. No. Oh, darn. See your way out. I hit that. See your way out 18 works again. fully legal. Yeah, well... I actually, I, I I'll never that. step foot in any of those 18 states. <laughs> no, no. Where that's do you eight, think you are That's now? the 18 that leaves. Oh. It's the other ones you won't step foot in. <laughs> According to science, cannabis use should be legal at what age? According to science. <laughs> yeah, you can't argue 40, with science. 5, 21, 19, or 13. According to science. I'm going four here, 13. <laughs> it seems like the right time. Yeah, we lost our tunes. Let me get some music back on. It seems here. like the right time to start experimenting. <laughs> According to science. <laughs> Did you see uh, the the new Dolphins coach? <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. There, there is kind of a oh there's gosh. kind of an appropriate response to this. I feel like 
And I think it's going about the route. I mean, it's a weirdly worded question. No, I, ch- I, w- I want to change my answer. Shoot. Can I, but, ch- can I change my answer? I think the thought process is here that, like, after a certain age, it can't, like, seriously d- impact your, like, brain development. I love it. I love the way this is phrased, according to science. <laughs> according to Fauci. That makes it irrefutable. beyond 19 years old. It's irrefutable. Oh, oh, I said 19, 19. Really? I thought it was 21. I, 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 I put. I'm sure there are a lot of scientists that will disagree with that. I mean, considering your <laughs> frontal lobe isn't fully developed until you're 25. That's um, what I was saying. Yeah, I thought it was a frontal lobe thing. That was my favorite question ever. Which of these cannabis companies has the highest market cap? Is it one True Leaf Cannabis? Is it two Green Thumb Industries? Three Cure Leaf or four Canopy Growth? I'm not sure, but I'm gonna put Canopy. Uh, Mike McDaniel, I think, the, the coach who's Miami's new head coach, yeah. said in the coaching search that he wouldn't go to a state that doesn't have... Uh, legal cannabis. Yeah, but Florida doesn't. Florida doesn't have mm, fully legal. It's decriminalized, right? And it's... No, it's... I'm sure he just thought, like, oh, it's, it's Miami. Not, I, I won't have too hard of a time finding Florida has a pretty robust cannabis market. That's where true... Yeah, that, that's they where, do. That's where they're, just, they're just not yeah. fully wreck, which is, like, yeah. his first quote. Made it sound like he was only going to look at jobs in states oh. that had fully wrecked. Anyway, I put four. I'm 99% sure the answer is four. I'd be stunned if it wasn't. Side note, I think we have a high, like, uh, this is a relatively highly participated. What? Oh, Cure Leaf. Look at you go. No way. I'm going to look that up right now. There's no way. Is Til- why, I, th- I would have guessed Tilray. I own, I own Cure Leaf, so that's good for me. But um, are they really above can- uh, Canopy right now? When is the next Benzinga? cannabis capital conference there's a missing word there folks but this is the most important question on here obviously that's why we saved it for last is it august 12th yeah uh, june 10th oh this one seems a little obvious but it does kind of make sense april 20th or is it march 24th folks when is the next benzinga capital cannabis conference hosted in miami live you can attend do do we have do we have do we have a link for tickets Careleaf does have a higher market cap than Canopy Growth, by the way. I'm looking in the pro to confirm because I don't I don't believe it until I see it. Uh, Google Finance just told me so. So Careleaf four and a quarter, Canopy two and three quarters. That's amazing. Wow. Um, do we have a link to get tickets, Rohan? Uh, I'm pulling that up right now. If you go to BenzingaCannabis.com, I think you can get it there. Yeah, BenzingaCannabis.com. So BZCannabis.com. I'll put that in the chat right now. It was 420. You guys are so smart. Let's see who the winner was. BZCannabis.com. Claim your ticket today. We've been doing this conference, guys, for like, I don't know, four or five years now. Uh, each year it gets better and better. Oh, we have a winner, folks. Wow. Caesar Grobel. All right, Caesar, here are your instructions. Send us an email. I'm going to put the email up on the screen. Make sure to include your credit card number, social security number, and full address. And just in, in addition to all those things, just put trivia winner in the subject line, and we will uh, engage you in an email thread and send you some Benzinga swaggish swag. Uh, email shows at Benzinga.com to claim your prize. I just saw the most no, no duh headline pop up across my Twitter. Yeah. Limiting Russian oil imports would raise gas prices. S- pa- how do you say your name? Pasky? Saski. Saki? Yeah. I mean, yeah, no shit. You limit supply and demand stays the same. Price goes up. 
Wait, whoever asked just, just asked where it is. It's in Miami Beach. It's at the Fountain Blue. Okay, we're talking like yeah, like drink they, parties there. They, this ain't at some like Motel Marriott. Six. This ain't at Marriott. This is at the Fountain Blue Hotel, Miami Beach. All yeah. right, I, I just dropped, and Blue I, is spelled B L E U, so you know it's fancy. Yeah, it, it's it's extra like fancy. It's, it's like e- that extra bougie. Yeah, I snuck into their pool once. Fun time. You don't have to sneak in. You'll be there. Yeah, that's don't the be point. Like <laughs> Uh, one thing I did want to note, folks, since we, uh, you know, just had a fun little game of trivia, I wanted to just note that that was probably some of the most trivia players we've had in a long time. It so is. So if you guys like trivia and want us to do it more, show up, let us know. We'll we'll run it every day if you want us to, if you're going to come and play. So uh, definitely just let us know. And then with that, the producer voice in the sky is gone, and our show is over because it is time for the roadmap, our NFT show that we do every Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday at two o'clock. If you're into NFTs, I would argue there's very few people out there that follow the space as closely as uh, Chris and Brian do. Uh, so they're going to be talking NFTs coming up next right now. Um, they're talking Wonder Pals, and that's all I know. I know they're talking Wonder Pals. So this stream will end and redirect to that stream, which is starting right now. Uh, oh, they're talking about how Puma bought a, bought a cool cat. Um, and what else are they talking about? They're talking about... Oh, it's cool cat? Like a tiger cat? Oh, there's like cool some, cats and they, kittens? There's uh, some Ukraine rugs happening. That's always fun. All right. Uh, stay tuned for the roadmap coming up live next right here. Everyone, do us a favor. Hit that like button. Thank you very much. We're done. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, that's, that, that, that's a wrap. Bye. Thank you.